Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Last American Pubcast, the only podcast where everybody knows your name. I'm your host, PJ Williams. Uh, I also do Conspiracy Pill with Abby Libby, who's here with us tonight. Uh, we also have Tom from America Floats and Frank of Let's Be Frank. Hello. And of course, we have a wonderful guest for you guys tonight, Radix Verum. Verum? Am I saying Verum. this wrong again? Verum. <laughs> Radix. How are you doing? Welcome to the, the pubcast. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. So real quick, do you want to tell people a little bit about yourself, uh, who you are, what you do, all that good stuff? Yeah, sure. Uh, I am an investigative journalist, independent journalist. I've been uh, writing articles, <laughs> researching, producing content, making videos, talking about anything that interests me for about the past five years now. I'm on Substack. I have a YouTube channel. I'm on Locals now, too, which I really like. Hopefully, I'll get myself on Rumble soon. <laughs> and uh, I've been, I kind of um, look at things through like a, an investigative lens, like somebody that worked in law for 10 years. I was a paralegal. So I kind of focus on a lot of court cases. And uh, right now, the big thing I've been looking at uh, is the Whitmer bednapping hoax. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Something uh, yeah. as myself and Tom are both in Michigan. It's something we've paid a lot of attention to. And I'm sure Tom's talked about it on his channel as much as I've talked about it. Yeah, uh, I tried so- to plan it, but they were ahead of me. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> beat you to the punch, man. So what's going on with that? What's going on with that trial currently? Okay, so there's a lot going on with it. I'm not even sure where to begin. Um, but I'll say that the the guys, there's six guys that were charged federally. They were arrested in October of 2020. So it was right before the election. I got to be really careful what I say. Also conveniently I know. <laughs> right after uh, Whitmer made national news for killing a bunch of old folks. Yes, exactly. That's yeah. right. And from what I've heard talking to people in Michigan, everybody hated her like no one liked her so there were a lot of very angry people there there were a lot of other things going on at the time and uh, i think that there were just a group of guys that were taken advantage of there was a militia group called the wolverine watchmen a small group of maybe uh 15 to 30 men and uh, so they, they were charged federally, six of them. They went to trial in March of 2021. Two of them were basically coerced into taking plea deals. Uh, four went to trial. Two men were acquitted. They were found not guilty by a jury. The first jury then declared a mistrial as it related to Barry Croft and Adam Fox, the remaining two defendants. So they retried them. And at the retrial, they basically what happens is you no longer have the element of surprise. The prosecutors knew what they were going to what their argument was going to be. And they just kind of said things like, well, yeah, we did use, you know, a network of 12 informants and two undercover agents. But it was a good thing. You know, we did it to protect democracy. That kind of thing. And and it it, really it should have been harder to convict them on the retrial because now you have to prove these two guys conspired together. Adam Fox, who was a homeless man living in the basement of a vacuum repair shop and Barry Croft, who was a truck driver living in Delaware. Sounds like a strong case. You're telling me that the FBI was not protecting the governor at this time. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it, it sounds like a big grooming case to me. <laughs> no, they were. They, at no point was the governor ever uh, in danger. That should be clear to everybody. Right. It was the FBI that planned everything, including the night recon trip that they conned these guys into going to where they had no idea where they were going. They were just told to get in the car. We're going for a ride. You know, out of five people in the vehicle, three of them are working for the FBI. Only two aren't, and they're like in the back seat. Now, like, could it be? Like could it be that they? Sorry, PJ, go ahead. Go, go ahead. You got it. Nope. I was just, I was just gonna make a joke. I was gonna say it's kind of like that spider meme where everybody's pointing at each other, going, "No, you're the Fed." Yes, this is exactly <laughs> no. what it is. Oh my god! <laughs> so, and throughout the entire thing, too. I mean, that's just one example. But uh, so. You know, arguably, it should have been harder to prove. However, they knew what the argument was going to be. And it's a different jury. The judge did a lot of things in the retrial that was just insane, um, limiting the defense's ability to cross-examine witnesses, cutting their time to 20 minutes while giving prosecutors unlimited time, um, denying uh, exculpatory evidence from being you know presented to a jury so if they made statements that were exculpatory in nature saying things like i'm not okay with kidnapping we're not effing black bagging politicians this is defensive training not offensive those statements were not allowed to be shown to the jury and the government basically cherry picks the you know little sound bites right and then they string together a narrative and i really want people to under so just to quickly go back to what you were saying though what is happening is those two guys were convicted they're sitting in prison right now there were two men that were acquitted but there are several state cases going on people are being charged with providing material support for terrorism so what that is is one guy let them train on his property you know, Joe Morrison was supposed to be the leader of the group, but he actually wasn't. He didn't really have anything to do with the group. You know, Dan Chapel, their lead informant, was the one running the group, which is obvious from the mountains of evidence and discovery that has come out. But they're still charging them with things. Paul Bellar, Pete Musico, they're also defendants in the state case, which is happening right now. And it's actually being televised on YouTube. You can watch it on Judge Wilson's YouTube channel if you want to watch, which is so fascinating because federal court can't be televised. And so you know, if you wanted to listen in and follow that, you had to attend in person or you had to call in on a public access line, which is you don't get to see people right now with the state case. We've gotten to see some of these FBI agents that were involved in egregious misconduct, the three lead agents did not testify at the federal trial because they knew better, but they are at the state trial, which is very interesting to me. And I think it suggests that they believe that because they got the conviction in the retrial, they can kind of use that to pretend that this was a thing when we all know it wasn't. Right. Now, yeah. Going, going back to that point, just for a second, when you had said, <clears throat> The, the FBI was leaving out some exculpatory statements and evidence and other things mm -hmm. to make it easier to railroad them. Um, yes, the judge that, went along with that, yeah. And and there was nothing written up about that at the time because it's not public because, like you said, you have to call in to hear that and you don't see people. Is that how we're to understand? 
understand it? Um, it was a little bit reported on, but not really. I mean, the the media, the mainstream media reported on the initial arrest and they ran with the story that these were like Trump supporters, right wing extremists, white supremacists. None of that is true. These guys were uh, at BLM protests in support of them, you know, <laughs> so that, that it's not like the way they've characterized their political beliefs is just insane. It is nothing. It's not based in reality. But after the, uh, you know, reporting on the initial arrest, they didn't want to report much on what came out through discovery through the legal process, which was all of this information about FBI misconduct. There were some people that did report on it, like BuzzFeed did some articles on this, and they even said, well, yeah, like maybe, you know, maybe the FBI kind of helped instigate this a little bit, but these guys are still crazy. You know what I mean? I mean like, didn't they try to get them on a didn't they try to get him on an IOU for a bomb they didn't want? I mean, basically, there's a yeah. FBI guy that was like, hey, here's a bomb. You guys want to buy a bomb? It's $5,000. And they're all like, yes. yeah, well, I'm homeless. I'm broke. I'm a truck driver. <laughs> I don't want it. Like, <laughs> we don't really want it. So like, yes. you off our case. Yeah. We'll Not much I can do with that bomb. Sorry. Yeah. And they were like, well, we'll just give it to you and you can pay us later. And they're like, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> Is it your opinion yeah. that the, the judge in the case was intimidated by the fbi or just a corrupt judge in general no no it's my opinion as somebody that has you know spent 10 years in the legal system that the entire thing is like this uh from the top down from the bottom up it's all corrupted it's all a racket Uh, it exists to perpetuate itself and fund itself just like any other like the intelligence agencies that we now have 17 different intelligence agencies the fbi engages in this behavior to justify their own existence to get larger budgets to take more of our rights away um, they're doing it right now with the, their launching of a war on domestic terror and saying that, like, you know, MAGA Republicans are the biggest threat to the country. They're a bigger threat than the foreign threat. What does that mean? Right. The we FBI is even going after people over the, the whole face act thing now. So they're going after anybody who's in front of these abortion clinics saying, hey, yes. let me pray for you. So there's a huge weaponization going on. And I see people yes. saying Alex Jones precedent. I mean, yep. kind of. But it's also like it's been going on before that way before that yeah. mm-hmm. so this is easier to get away with maybe because it's also more believable i mean like you said at the yeah. onset people in michigan hate their governor currently uh and can't wait to get rid of her so much so that even maybe polls are showing that um is it not that also right before the election in a year where people hated their governor it would almost be believable when yeah. you just hear the basic headline that hey a group of guys set out to try to get her you'd be like huh uh, no, well, no one from my hometown, but I'm not surprised. Yeah, that's exactly. what hit every like my office said the same thing. They were like, well, that's not good and we don't condone it. But, geez, I'm not surprised. Well, and if that was, so that's right. why the FBI can pull it off and get away with it, because they, you know, they can almost get you because it is a believable thing when you're that hated. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Uh, it, it's just, you know, the entire thing is so ridiculous uh, and it's so messed up. But I think that now um, we're at a point, though, where people are starting to see and understand how corrupt the FBI is. I just wish people understood that they've been that way for a very long right. time. They've they been like created a, that way. Yes, exactly. Yeah. They've yeah. always been that way. They've always been political. They're never, you know, the the good guys. And and it's funny because the FBI has a um, public relations like department, right? So they have trademarked their logo 
uh, and their acronym. So if Hollywood wants to do a show, right, about using like the FBI jackets or a badge or even saying FBI, they have to coordinate with the FBI with a media liaison who has to review the script and give approval for it and basically gets control of how the agency is portrayed in the media, which was something that was set up under J. Edgar Hoover. That was his idea because he was a, a, an obsessive man and he was very concerned about maintaining a certain kind of image for them while at the same time running cover for the mafia. Is that the and creation we, of And the wearing same? women's underwear, but... Yeah. <laughs> 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 but hey, no. is, is that what you're referring to? The CAA, the the like best kept secret in Hollywood that they all coordinate and orchestrate with intelligence? All of them do. Yeah, the CIA yeah. has the same thing as well. Um, they all have the, these little like uh, liaison offices, and it's it. There are s- films that are such obvious propaganda, right? Uh, mm. Like the Zero Dark Thirty. You know, they're they're presenting a narrative, whether it's for the military or the CIA or the FBI. Yeah, that's what they do. But you, so you legally can't though, you couldn't make a TV show uh, and include the FBI or talk about the FBI and use their logo or the acronym FBI without getting this approval because they've trademarked it like it's a business. Well, it probably is. They see it as one. It was, it was one in the eighties. It obviously uh, that's the, is. That seems apparent with the federal government trying to block the purchase of Twitter, you know, because he's not buying it from the people on Twitter. He's actually having to buy it from like the CIA. So <laughs> yes, exactly. I love this stuff because there's certain things that you talk about. And if you talk about them too early, everybody calls you crazy and they just kind of pretend that they didn't do that. And what, what I'm hearing from you and what's becoming apparent, you know, the more that, that all this stuff comes out and people are actually waking up to what the FBI is that COINTELPRO never ended. It wasn't a conspiracy theory. And right. Project Mockingbird is absolutely a real thing. And For people who don't know, that is the idea that the CIA and the FBI actually influence Hollywood and movies and media. Yes, And, exactly. and the third one can be that DARPA is all social media. Yes. That the, the bots DARPA is just DARPA. Life Total log, information turned into awareness. Facebook. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so the FBI head of that field office out in Michigan, Detroit, where it was taking place, isn't that the same head now that was sent to D.C. to oversee January 6th? Was that the same individual? Yes, Stephen Duantuono. Mm-hmm. He was promoted. He was head of the Detroit field office <laughs> at the time. And what's interesting about that is uh, during April, um, the guys, April of 2020, the guys in the Wolverine Watchmen were attending a rally at the Capitol in Michigan at Lansing. And this was an anti- lockdown rally i believe okay um but they you know people were showing up armed it was also kind of like maybe a 2a thing um but their informant was there and he's you know wearing a wire he's providing real-time intelligence to a team of federal agents that are listening in and so uh what happens is he says something like oh i think these guys are gonna do something um, and, and the FBI calls the Michigan Capitol Police and tells them, stand down, open the doors to the Capitol, and they let the, everybody in. And so there's photo ops that are then taken by the media. There are pictures of the Wolverine Watchmen there. They're all armed. They're standing inside the Capitol. They got the photo op that they wanted that they believe would assist them in their terrorism enterprise investigation. And, you know, think about that. If you're running a terrorist investigation and you're trying to claim that this group is dangerous or violent, 
getting a, a picture of them you know, it, armed in tactical gear inside the state capitol is a perfect opportunity. So that was Deanne Tuono. Can, saying, I, can I ask, before we move on, though, can I ask you a question about that? Yeah, sure. Real quick? What, do you know the date of when that was? April 30th. April 2020. 2020. 2020. Yeah, yeah I was there. Lockdown. I was I should there. go look through my phone. I was inside the Capitol, like, yeah, no big deal. When <laughs> I got home, my fiance was like, happened. you were on the news. That's yeah. funny because I was there as well. And it was before me and Tom knew each other. And I was going to say it was, you know, if that they're trying to so make funny. this like a, a radical, like violent thing about January, you know, link it to January 6th. It was the well, most no, peaceful. It was the precursor to yeah, it. Yeah, right. precursor, which well, I, I was at January 6th. So, yeah. Well, well that's well, what that, I'm saying. The, the reaction that the state media had about that day that's was why I thought I'm not going to go to the Capitol for the 6th because I saw how they reacted when we were inside the little old state oh, capitol building. Wow. Right. Okay. So what's interesting about that is these guys followed the COVID protocols too. They had their temperature taken and everything before they even <laughs> before went they in. Even like the in. idea wow. that they were like storming the the building or something was just ludicrous. They were, <laughs> you know, but they just stood in line. Like they got their temperature checked. They're like, okay, thanks, guys. You know, they just kind of walked in, meandered around. The media took pictures and then they left. But also present that day was Adam Fox, who was not part of their group at that time, but he was there and he um, is the kind of person that is a big talker. So he's there running his mouth. And I think what happened was that the FBI either caught him on video or saw pictures of him and said, that guy, that's going to be our patsy befriend him and somehow bring him into the group. And so uh, their main informant, Dan Chapel, did befriend him, did bring him into the group. But this caused problems in the Wolverine Watchmen because there were many people who didn't like him and said, if he joins the group, we're leaving. This guy's crazy, you know, <laughs> and he's homeless and stuff. Like the whole thing is just so ridiculous but yeah that was their i think what happened was they saw that they could use that right they saw how that worked for them in michigan and they did the same thing in january we all know what event i'm talking about where they told the police to stand down there wasn't a police presence really and, and they opened, opened the, the doors and let people in and create a bottleneck by closing off certain parts of the city i live in the beltway uh, I know what happened that day. You know, they claimed that there were pipe bombs. And so mm -hmm. they closed off certain roads and they created a literal bottleneck. So anybody that was coming in there, you're going like this, like you're getting pushed up. You know, once once they started putting out the flashbangs and stuff, everybody went crazy and there was nowhere else to go. You can't go behind you because uh, other people are coming in that direction and everyone's pushing you forward. So you have to go through the Capitol to get out. Yeah, I remember and it was all on the purpose. entire the way the crowd was moving and things like that. And it was it was really uh, crazy how it all went down and and how well mm. apparently it was coordinated. <laughs> yeah. And now we're learning from court documents from the J6 court cases that there were at least 20 undercover FBI and MPD present that day. Right. Yeah. Okay. And at least at least Nancy Pelosi hired a film crew instead of extra security. Oh, and her daughter day. was there, too. Yeah. yeah. You know. <laughs> There who who can even be surprised when you see that the FBI has had uh, Jeffrey Epstein on payroll as an informant for decades, right? It was like 26 years that they had been paying him. Yes. Yeah. And we're just now finding that out. I mean, we all knew, but now we're knowing. 
Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Waffle Salter real quick for the super chat. Thank you, Waffle Salter. Yes, thank you. Wait till you find out how many CEOs are also federal informants. Right. All they have to do to not get arrested is to become an informant. And now they're, you know, on the take instead of. And it's more than that, though. It's the idea that these companies are private companies, you know, which is what we always hear, right? Oh, Twitter is a private company, blah, blah, blah. Are they really, though? Really? <laughs> well, I mean, we didn't I, f- I feel like it's so weird that people didn't wake up to this. A lot of people didn't wake up to this over COVID, you know, this idea of private companies, right? Why was it that some companies were allowed to be open and others were not? Exactly. Like if there's not some type of, you know, crony capitalism going on, then I don't know what is. So people right. I, I see this a lot where people they try to they try to, you know, attack capitalism as a whole by attacking crony capitalism and it's like that's more in kin with socialism. It's exactly what it is. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Where they're picking, you know, winners and losers. And they're doing the same thing in Silicon Valley with the CIA's venture capital firm InQtel and the companies that they're investing in, how those always seem to become, you know, multinational corporations, Black small Rock's companies too big to fail. get stolen from. Right. Yeah. And like Google, like Google has so many different Uh, allegations and lawsuits against them for stealing intellectual property. They'll take a small company in with a product and say, Hey, come demo it for us. We might, might want to buy this from you. And they just steal the idea. Mm -hmm. They just take it. You know what? They get away with it. You know what I noticed is that PJ is rocking a cool shirt. I am rocking a cool (laughs) shirt. So if you guys haven't seen this, I I got the very first last American Pubcast t-shirt. Do that I again, the first PJ. One to get one. I yeah, like it. Go. There you go. <laughs> and I got to tell you guys, so I did some research before uh, setting up the shop, and I made sure that we picked only the most high-quality shirts because it always drives me nuts when you get a T-shirt and it's like one of those cheap Gildans and the shoulders are like sticking straight out like shoulder pads after a few weeks, and you're like, I love this brand or this podcast or whatever, but it's going to sit in my drawer because it's just not comfortable. So we actually got really comfortable shirts. I got to test it out first. Uh, I love this thing. So if you guys want to get one... Uh, I'm going to show you guys right here. You're we saying a it's a shirt designs. that I can use as more than a night shirt after like two or three wears. <laughs> oh my exactly. God. That's so exactly. Funny. Yeah. So we got t-shirts, baseball tees, uh, hoodies, uh, crew neck sweaters. Tank I actually tops. ordered a hoodie and that will be coming uh, November 10th for me. So I'm very excited about that. Now, if you yeah. guys want to look like Frank, that's the, the hoodie there that he ordered. Go. So yeah. <laughs> um, I'll drop it in the chat. And if you guys are, um, want to find any of our links or anything like that, you can always go to solo.to slash last American pubcast. All of our stuff is there, including the merch shop. Um, but yeah, I, I just wanted to report in and say this. I'm actually really happy with the product that we got from these shirts. So the, awesome. the um, colors look good too. It looks like it's, you know, made very nice. I've, or, I've done some of these too. Like when you're trying to set this stuff up, I forget what I used before, but like, it was a disaster. I did the artwork myself, of course, because why wouldn't I? And the like text is real small at the top or something like really silly looking or it's just like not printed well. It looks really good, though. So good job. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and I wanted to kind of uh, bring something up, something else you've been um, uh, covering over the course of the last uh, week or so is that trial that's taking place there in Wisconsin. And that is pretty crazy. We're getting a yes. feet echo on your stream there, Frank. Oh. Oh, maybe it went away. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. What were you saying? Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I don't hear I, it anymore. You don't hear it anymore? Okay. Nope. 
Uh, yeah. The whole uh, w- uh, Wakusha? Yes. Wakasha? Wakasha. Wakasha, thank you. Yes. <laughs> you, yeah, this was a headline that was written up just recently here. Is, you know, this was one from Kyle Rittenhouse, both by USA Today. Kyle Rittenhouse deserves an award for his melodramatic performance on the witness stand. And then the same USA Today put out a headline that said, Wisconsin Christmas Parade defendant gives tier four opening statement, two sides to every story. Oh. Can, you talk, can you talk a little bit about this? Yeah, how convenient, how nice. You, you see how that works there? Two sides to every story, but they didn't want to hear Kyle's story. Yeah, which was so documented. There were so many videos from so many different angles. It was so obvious what happened and that that was self-defense, but they still ran with their little narrative anyways, didn't they? Yeah, and and I love how they're doing this. You can see this all over YouTube with the the court channels that are covering this. And I mean the big ones like Court TV and stuff. They'll say parade attacker. How about domestic terrorist? Yeah, can we just can I just really quickly remind people that, who might not remember this story because the media wanted to cover it up pretty quickly. The Waukesha attack was when a guy drove his car into a parade of of people. Women, children died, elderly people died. I, I don't remember the exact number, but six died, six injured. I, I was told that an SUV lost control. You're telling <laughs> right. me there was a person in there? Whoa. No, yeah, yeah, it was uh, <laughs> the, the SUV did it. You know, it's the it, it, when it was Kyle Rittenhouse, it was him. When it was somebody else, when it was Adam Lanza, it was the gun. Are you right. we haven't banned SUVs yet? Right? I think right? They're, they're, getting there. Mm. they're getting there. They're getting there. Just you wait. They're going to ban wait, SUVs. Wait. Obama tried to ban SUVs, so that's not a stretch. <laughs> no, he tried to ban STDs, and that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't get rid of them. Yeah. Well, Big Mike, you know, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's a whole cat dragged in situation, but anyways, yeah. So I didn't mean to cut you off, Radix. I just thought some people might not be familiar with what happened. So yes, yeah, so this happened November twenty first of twenty twenty one last year. Um, this guy was right after Rittenhouse. By the way, yeah. there there was clearly some motivation with that, in my opinion, uh, because the media told everybody that this, like Kyle Rittenhouse, was a white supremacist and that he was racist. So there are people that still to this day think that he shot a bunch of black people which isn't what happened, Um, but people didn't know, right? So the media loves to do this. They whip people up into a frenzy and lie to them. And uh, let's just be honest, people are lazy. They don't do their own research. They don't know what they're talking about. They're regurgitating things that they're seeing on social media, little memes that they're seeing that their friends made or what the mainstream media tells them is the truth. So yeah, people just believe that. And I think that that, that what happened was obviously a response because if you remember when the verdict came in, there were concerns about once again that city being burned down, looting happening, rioting, um, and so yeah, th- and there pe- there were people that showed up to protest outside, and then right after that, boom, this happens. Yeah, it was crazy. Kind of convenient, I was, right? <laughs> I was in, so I work in, live in Michigan, but I actually got sent to Wisconsin for that, those two weeks during both of these things. Oh my God. And uh, I remember the day that the Kyle Rittenhouse trial happened, I was supposed to drive my truck down to that area to make some deliveries. <sighs> and I'm listening and watching the news like, oh my gosh, I really hope a, a, a riot doesn't break out. And I get through that day and I'm fine. And then like a few days later, less than a week later, and my hotel was right next to this parade, like 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 15 wow. miles down the road oh from this parade. God. And I was like, man, I'm in Wisconsin at the worst possible time. 
<laughs> unfamiliar uh, truck driver just trying to make deliveries. I'm like, I have, yeah, I'm gonna get freaking uh, pulled out of my truck. Like, uh, what happens at all these BLM riots? You're like the modern day Forrest Gump. Yeah, You're just right. in the background as it's happening. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> He's everywhere. <laughs> and I, I drink really a lot of Dr. Them. Pepper for some reason. Yeah, so. I really want to hear this other side of the story that like makes <laughs> driving a parade into a parade and killing a bunch of people on Christmas more um, human. Yeah. To be fair, have you ever heard a middle school try to play a bunch of Christmas music? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. It's just crazy though. Like in they, uh, if you guys remember the media initially reported that he was somehow like fleeing a, a knife fight, right? Mm-hmm. That they somehow, Oh, he, it, he was just fleeing from being attacked. So he was sort of trying to defend himself and just got carried away or something. No, it isn't what happened. <laughs> Thank you, movie dog. And shout out to Media to Rise for going down there and doing a documentary about Waukesha, getting a jailhouse interview with Darrell Brooks. They were the first wow. people that did that, wow. and they got him to admit he wasn't fleeing any kind of attack. Isn't, so, isn't that nice? As, as someone who has been in a car and has hit someone with their car fleeing an attack uh, and had it all go right, thankfully, I can tell you, you would not go and represent yourself as your own attorney and then stare down the judge if that were true. Wait, wait, right? Hold on. Are we going to gloss over what you hit someone with your car, Tom? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a couple of years ago. I, there's like a whole video. It's on my channel. Yeah, oh they tried to like God. people tried to pull me out of my car and uh, it was 2020. It was a wild oh, year for a lot of people. Okay. They tried oh, to pull wow. me out of my car. And so they took my mirror off and tried to smash my Holy doors cow. in. Dang. And so I had to bump a lady into traffic a little bit. Yeah, that will be a, another story for another day that we'll dive into. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I, th- I thought everyone knew that we were going to just, just gloss over that. that. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. So uh, what's going on in this trial? I know there is this so much drama but not only that it's all being driven by by brooks and the driven. way he's conducting themselves in there oh driven. my god right i'm sorry frank driven driven, driven. was that driven. is that an intentional pun <laughs> the last american pun cast is a, is a thing now oh my yes. god. Well, speaking of black people so we can <laughs> <laughs> grounds speaking our guest doesn't know that that's a cloud rappers yeah, i know sorry that's my thing that's my catchphrase <laughs> yeah Oh my goodness! What was the question again? I lost it. It, it was the uh, the drama that's taking place right now. Oh in, yeah, this, inside the courtroom. I have almost nothing legal to say about this. Quite frankly, I have done a, I've, I've talked about my thoughts on what happened with that. That he had a rap sheet a mile long. He never should have been released to the onto the streets to do what he did to commit the crime that he committed. Um, and what he's doing now is just making a mockery of everybody. He's purposely trolling the entire legal system and all of the victims. And the man is an absolute psychopath. He's a sociopath that doesn't have any empathy. He feels no remorse for his victims. You can tell he's dead in the eyes. You can tell that, you know, he just would go about his life as if nothing happened. Yeah. <clears throat> That is a man that is demon-possessed, okay? He was staring down the judge like that, um, and she said that she was scared. So she admitted to being intimidated by the man representing himself in a case that she's presiding over. She needs to recuse herself. She can't admit that she's afraid and then also go back and be like, anyways, 
Well, what my concern is that this gives him the ability to claim that somehow he didn't get a fair trial or that there was some kind of malfeasance or misconduct because she was biased against him or whatever, uh, something like that, or that he's trying to get a mistrial. Like he does all of this objection. Yeah, exactly. Grounds, <laughs> grounds. He just kept shouting things like grounds, uh, <laughs> leading, objection, leading. He isn't even like, he doesn't even uh, care like what's he watched being said. Matlock just, once. He yeah. did. It's like yeah. this is a guy who watched Law and Order two times and <laughs> believes himself to be the smartest person in the room. And he thinks that like he he's gonna find some legal loophole, right? And he's just gonna he's gonna win and be a free man because he does think he's smarter than everybody else. And just the disrespect to everybody there, I cannot imagine. Being somebody who lost a child or a parent or a spouse and having to get up there, recount the most horrific and traumatic day of your life to the man who killed your loved one as he stands there and badgers you and attempts to intimidate you and then talks about himself and the third person, talks in circles, asks bizarre questions, drags things out, sits there shuffling papers on his desk, going like this, like this, just acting like a total animal. I'll just say it. And, yeah, at um, one point, he, I think he asked, uh, is the state of constant inside the courtroom? In the room. In the because room. Because an entity can't file a claim. It has to be a person. Did you know that? That's a sovereign citizen thing, apparently. I thought he was going to get off scot-free at that point. I thought they were going to be like, damn it, we didn't know he could oh, do that. he got us. <laughs> it, was like a, it was like a Kobayashi Maru thing. He was just like, do nothing, I'll win. But I, I'm actually wondering if he will go for the insanity plea. Someone said that in the comments, and that's what I had said a couple of videos ago on this. I thought maybe... He might be just building up for the look so crazy that they go lock him in a loony bin instead of the prison. Well, wait till wait till he's on the stand and his head starts spinning in circles and he's speaking in Latin. That's 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 coming next after (laughs) that demonic stare down. He didn't even blink. I watched the video for over a minute. He did not blink. That's someone that's freaking demon possessed, you know, or, or at the very least under demonic influence. Yeah, but absolutely. yeah, he he would just say things like subject matter jurisdiction <laughs> and like shout out things like objection relevance. Anti-disestablishmentarianism. He, <laughs> he objected to his own objection. <laughs> <laughs> like, so he's like Alex Jones lawyer then a little he bit. Is, yeah, just causing a big <laughs> scene, turning this into a movie, making everything about himself so that people forget about the victims. I think that's really his goal is to just troll everybody and um, have one juror, one person that maybe questions, because he was saying things like, well, how do you know that you saw that? Per-? Like, he he would ask these questions like, well, could you see through the um, the vehicle? Are you sure that's the person you saw? Are you, like, questioning people's reality in, a, like, this gaslighty way when we all know it's him. There's so much forensic evidence. It's and uh, there's so many video- videos and just like, oh, my God. So how it's, long before Kim Kardashian comes in to try to bail this guy out? <laughs> oh my goodness! Don't get me started on her. Yeah, mm-hmm. I gotta have you on my show sometime, Radix, because that was my whole episode the other night was talking about Kim Kardashian and all the people that she's tried to get off of, and uh, how get those off. articles get off. Well, yeah, <laughs> she did put a tape out there. I'm sure she got a few off, but. <laughs> <there> is, <laughs> 
that would be a different tape about her in prison. Oh, right. No. Yeah. No, there was a there. I, I noticed that every article about Kim Kardashian leaves out a few key people that she got out of prison. Yeah, you know, when they're praising nice. her, they're like, look at she got this little old Alice Marie Johnson out of prison who was just a first time drug offender. It doesn't matter. If she was a kingpin of of cocaine in her area. But I don't then know it why. leaves out the guy who like murdered a family and like raped a bunch of people and like stole a boat after doing all of those things. It like leaves out so conveniently all of those people. Yeah. Well, why, why would we expect anything else from a Kardashian attorney knowing right. where she comes from? She's trying to make her dad proud and help. Did the Kardashian yeah, exactly. attorney uh, represent OJ? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh God. Right. It, this would awful. be a this would be a perfect uh, thing for Kim Kardashian. He did drive a Bronco, so I mean, yeah. <laughs> and you know, <laughs> no, it was a Jeep Grand Cherokee, wasn't it? Wait, it was a sh- it was a yeah, it was a Cherokee. Or the, I think. Or Stop the racism because I thought Broncos. I made a joke. I made a joke about Indians running through whites finally, and then I had to take it <laughs> into consideration. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's it's very frustrating though. I've tried to get through like streaming that day fifteen of that trial, and I was like gonna lose it. I just they kept having to take him out because he won't behave. He won't recognize like the decorum. He'll just sit there causing a fit. And there's okay, we're gonna take him out. We're gonna put him in the next room and. We're going to mute him until he behaves. And the judge just gives him chance after chance after chance. Okay, let's bring him back in. He's brought back in. He immediately stands up and starts screaming at her, yelling at everybody. Um, Why would she hold him in contempt? Exactly. Because if it were you or me, we all know that we wouldn't be treated with kid gloves. No, they're going to infantilize him and, and act like he's a baby and allow him to do this and to re-victimize everybody. Right. Because she needs to be a good ally. You this know? Is what, he just needs to be put in this for the remainder yeah. of the trial. Wheel just him put out. Him, put, put, the, him in that, put, put him in that. Put him out like this and he can present his case. Objection. <laughs> Grounds. But then she won't be afraid. We'll all be fine. Yeah, exactly. There you go. God. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, but I'm I'm waiting for him to bite somebody next <laughs> or like lunge across the table like after the stare down and his temper tantrums and ripping his shirt off and But you know, know none of this would be happening if they didn't have a prof- a uh, DA in that county that was a Soros DA who was hell bent on letting people out early for serious crimes. This guy was a sex offender who uh uh, sex traffic at uh, one of his family members, I believe, if I remember correctly. And he should have been in prison and not on the street running people over. Yeah, he also shot his own nephew over right, a cell yeah. phone. Sounds like a stand-up citizen. What's up with SoundCloud rappers? That's what of I want to know. All the things like, you shoot your nephew for. A all cell phone? No, but like there was phone. a... What, what is up with all the crazy mass killings going on from SoundCloud rappers? I don't know. It's been like how many cases now? Yeah, it's so like much gonna... that Gavin Newsom has decided that we can't use their lyrics against them. <laughs> in a court of law. It would be too easy. <laughs> be too easy. They're telling on themselves, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That is a key and peel sketch, isn't it? Where he's like, "I killed someone last Friday with this, and I put the weapon here." And then they're like, "Wait, how did I didn't do it?" I'm pretty sure that is exactly <laughs> that what is that a, key a sketch like a I decade that ago. One. Yeah. Holy cow! Wow. Now it's real. 
Now it's yeah. real. Just like the memes becoming reality too. What I don't even know what's happening. Reality imitates art. Is that is yeah, that? Don't life let now? your memes be dreams. Is what exactly. <laughs> don't let your dreams be memes. So so they treat this guy with a kid with kids gloves. But what's going on? Like we're not getting the same uh, across the aisle with people like Steve Bannon. I saw that this week he was. Uh, they're trying to sentence him to four months in prison. Of course. Of course they are. And they've just subpoenaed Trump. He will have to come before the ridiculous uh, Politburo yeah, kangaroo court. The shamity, as yeah. he's called it a couple if, times. But if, yeah. if Trump ties this up in legal uh, cases, will he even be uh, questioned by the current January 6th committee? If the Republicans retake the House and they repurpose the January 6th committee, would it be the same people... And would he even have to do it at that point? I, that, I think that he challenges it to where he doesn't have to do it. Isn't that the thing, though? Isn't, the, isn't November 8th all about whether or not we want a January 6th season two? Yeah, like, that's, that's what, what they're the saying. Over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but with a much bigger budget. Right. Yep, exactly. Pyrotechnics, everything. There's going to be a live finale. Yeah, we're going to just well, bring in the, the Hollywood production crew. They're doing that with the Whitmer case. Did they you did that on January sixth. So season I'm not season two of Game of Thrones got dragons. What's season two of January sixth going to get? Exactly. We already saw Armstrong uh, Trump in the back of the limo, like That's beating right. up for service people. So, you know, what's coming in season two? Like, how do you go above that? <laughs> it was actually the one that was storming the Capitol and busting down the doors. That's how the doors opened up. Don't you know? <laughs> It'll be you like know? the scene from the Patriot of like an American flag and be kicking in the Capitol doors <laughs> and waving it. The grannies, the grannies with the flags, you know, yeah. staying inside the velvet ropes. We're going to get something like that. Granny, 80 year old cancer granny with a freaking AR 15 with, with a Tommy really, gun. Yeah. <laughs> I really need the granny storyline. I really need them to come out with like she was secretly a kid. Later. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's this the, the latest stuff in Germany. They arrested like an elderly woman that they said was involved in a conspiracy to bring back the Kaiser. What? <laughs> She's 70 years old. Like, and just over a tweet because she said she loves Wilhelm's. <laughs> totally different thing. <laughs> oh my goodness, Radix. I'm really, I'm really curious what you think of Steve Bannon's decision to not comply with the subpoena. I think it was based yeah yeah i wouldn't comply <laughs> with the show trial either why would i they're, they don't care about the truth well yeah. i mean it sounds like to me that they're going to take this thing all the way up to the supreme court like he's not actually probably going to spend time in prison oh no he it's pending appeal and, and he'll probably drag it out maybe or take it to the supreme court i mean the entire him. thing is nonsensical and stupid i mean he could just as easily go to mexico right the border's wide open well, right. NPR literally puts out articles praising Democrats when they don't show up for subpoenas. Right. Yes. Yeah. Like oh yeah. Praise, like people Holder. still praise Hillary the Freedom Clinton fighters. For, right. Where yeah, the people, Democrats actually left and protested the vote to subpoena or to uh, convict uh, Eric Colder in contempt. Yeah, that's right. And subpoenas, subpoenaed evidence hasn't meant jack shit since 2016 when Hillary Clinton smashed a bunch of cell phones with a hammer. Oh. So it's it's yeah, it's a two party system. Or it's a two. It's a two tier justice system. That's right, and it's a one party state. Right, right. <laughs> with the illusion of a choice. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> which I think is is worse. Right, it's more sinister. At least after the Bolshevik Revolution, mm. like people understood what the Soviet Union was. Like they knew 
that they were living in a one party state under, you know, absolute tyranny and people would be <coughs> disappeared in the middle of the night. And if you said the wrong thing, you'd be sent to Siberia for 10 years in a hard labor camp. But here people believe that they have like rights and they think that, that the, you know, the constitution is still in play and it's not, and it hasn't been since at least the Patriot Act, but probably before right. that, probably with the national security uh, laws in the 1940s. <laughs> yeah, it's I like remember a historical the historical artifact that we reference. Yeah. I remember when the Patriot Act was being passed and they said, well, if you got nothing to hide, you have nothing to worry about. No, I, I like, remember and, that. And I was such a uh, normie. I'm like, yeah, that's right. If you don't got anything to hide, you don't have. It, I said, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was in eighth grade, like at around 9-11. Such an idiot, too. You I, know? I would like beat the hell out of myself from like 2001. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. But, but like, they, look- they did that to us, though. Yeah, it got a lot of people. Got a lot, I mean, like uh, Radix said, said and, and I was in probably fifth grade at that time. So I was like, you know, I grew up in a kind of conservative Republican family. And I was like, yeah, well, Al Gore sucks and the, all these other people suck. So whatever George Bush, Bush does must be good. Jeez, you guys are so good. old. Yeah, hey, watch your mouth, young <laughs> man. Oh, you are so old. <laughs> it's really fascinated me in, in the last year to see kind of the romanticization of Russia, even while they're actively um bullying Ukraine or however you want to put that. But I think it's it's kind of coming back to that. Sometimes I think people just want something to make sense. And is is I think bad of a choice it is. Some people really want like would rather have an authoritarian regime than to be constantly wondering what's going on and what's true. And I've literally heard that argument for yeah. Russia that they would rather just know. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Abby, are you saying that Russia's bullying Ukraine? <laughs> oh, <laughs> the wrong word. No. <laughs> kind of bullying, you said. I just want to make sure the invasion kind of bullying. It's kind of bullying. That's a very NPR headline from you, Abby. Yeah, Abby, <laughs> get it together. Our resident Fed. Two, two, two sides. Two sides to every nuclear two bomb. Sides to every nuclear oh, story. Oh, <laughs> I deserve that. I really did. Uh, no, but to be fair, though, I tweet mean, that out. Putin is a, is I was going to say it's barely even bullying. If anything, we're bullying them, right? NATO is bullying Russia. That's true. Also, it's yeah, a proxy it's war. It's been going on since 2014 after the Odessa massacre. Yeah. I find it funny because I, I feel like it's weird. Like I, I've said this from the very beginning, but I feel like the taking sides in the Russia Ukraine thing is a little bit weird. Like there's definitely certain sides to take, but it's like, I, I wonder why it's so hard for people to understand like, hey, P- Putin's probably not a great guy and also Ukraine right. sucks. And they're like, oh, <laughs> right. this, this terrible oh, yeah. puppet Zelensky state of NATO in the West. Crap. Right. right. We're like, supposed you can to be defending. Both. See there, Zelensky outlawed his political opposition and he's just disappearing people in the middle of the right. night. That's just democracy. He's that's off Italian. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm one of the last people that's both anti-Zelensky and anti-Putin, but I don't know. No, I, I am too. I mean, uh, I, I don't, I'm not a fan of Putin. I understand why people are because he plays into their perceptions of being somebody that's right. like a Christian or that's, a Christian nationalist. That's the nationalist whole thing about or, Putin that I don't buy into is I don't buy into the things he's, I don't think he believes what he's saying. No, he's not even a real Orthodox Christian. Like the KGB took over the Orthodox church after they realized they couldn't right. totally destroy it after they drove it underground. Right. And uh, yeah, it's just, uh, People don't understand. They don't know what goes on in Russia because people are stupid. Um, <laughs> but he was KGB. I mean, 
the like I don't know how many of you guys are familiar with um oh shit what's the guy's name uh, he wrote uh, he was a, a Soviet defector not Yuri Bazmanov and uh, uh, Anatoly Galitsyn no, oh, no okay. Galitsyn Galitsyn was a defector um, that wrote two different books New Lies for Old and Perestroika Deception and what he said was that the fall of the Soviet Union would be orchestrated and fake to lull the West into a sense of false sense of security and make them believe that we had you know beaten communism. But really what they would do was just simply reorganize the KGB and kind of put a veil over it so that it wasn't overt because they realized that people didn't like it because they knew what they were doing. And they were like, oh yeah, we're going to modernize. We're going to liberalize. Is that really what happened? They still, and then there's the still fakes, hero worship you know, of Stalin in Russia today. Exactly. There's no. there's communist symbols everywhere, right. all over Red Square. And you have Russian generals saying things like, we're going to bring back the glory of the Soviet Union. So um, I have a question then that kind of pertains to how we stand now and how Russia stands in the question of uh, what PJ asked. Would you be better off in a system where you know you're not free, but you also know that you're being told the truth? Would you prefer given that either your leadership could be good or could be bad and you don't necessarily know going in, would you prefer to give up your autonomy to know definitively one or the other? You can't control one or the other. It could be good, could be bad, but would you give up your freedom just to know if your leaders were good or bad? Because it seems like that's the argument being made in the East. You should give up your freedom. That way you can know that the people leading you are bad. And instead of here, (laughs) like we don't, we don't know if you're good or bad, but we still feel free about it. I mean, my assumption is that uh, power corrupts, you know, and I think that we're fallen, humans are fallen people. So I tend mm. to, to look at it through a more religious lens that humans are sinful by their nature. And when you give them power, of course, they're going to abuse it. What? Why wouldn't they? And so you'd people- prefer individual autonomy and obviously not selling out. I figured that would be the case. I just thought I'd throw it out there. Yeah, and most people aren't Christian and they don't look at things that way and they don't actively try to, you know, fight against the passions. Why would the Eastern Orthodox Christians be so on the other side of that then? Why would they sign off on their... Are you talking about like the uh, Russian Orthodox Church? Yeah, exactly right. Oh, because they're totally run by like the KGB now or the Russian intelligence, FSB now. Um yeah, but because there's a, a split between <clears throat> Rokor, which is the Russian Orthodox Church outside of Russia, and uh, the Russian Orthodox Church. <laughs> and the people there just don't know this. Difference. No, and I think that part of it, too, though, is to think about it like in, in a nationalistic sense. You have to try to put yourself in Russia's position. After the Soviet Union fell, they were made very destitute. And they see Putin as somebody that was is restoring their country, the glory of their country, right? Um, and they see him as sort of like their, you know, their leader. I mean, you have to kind of, yeah, they're, they're brainwashed, they're scared. But also, I think that a lot of people believe in him and what he is doing in his project to restore the Soviet Union. Yeah, right. I mean, I guess the same could be said about us. Like, superpower again. Americans are also brainwashed to hell right now. Yes. And you could say 
support for Trump was some kind of push to restore America. I can totally mm-hmm. see them making the same argument. So that'd be a tough position. Yeah, to make Russia I, great I think, again. I think that's why people have kind of linked those two. Like people that are very pro Trump also kind of have a more favorable view of Putin because right. they don't actually like, they don't live there. So they don't maybe see it as much, but like they, their perception of Putin is that he's very pro Russia. He's very pro Christian church. Like all of these things. He's very anti woke. He's against all these, like Putin can come out and say a lot of things, but it, it's, I guess it comes up to whether you believe him or not. Yeah, exactly. It comes out to whether or not you believe him and, and how come they're not allowed to have a free press in Russia? How come their journalists get disappeared or like, oh, car bombs, you know, or whatever? <laughs> well, we, we have the same. We have Michael Hastings and we have the illusion we of do. a free press, but we right. see the same thing. And that's yeah. kind of my thought is like, we feel like we're free, but we don't know whether or not our people leading us are evil or not. We assume they're good because we don't know that they're evil. There, they they know what they've given up for the trade off of knowing exactly who their leader is good or bad and i wonder like pj said which is which is better on the soul maybe this is a bad analogy but it it makes me like when you say that tom it makes me think of the matrix where it's like you can live in the matrix and and believe that everything is hunky-dory or you could live in the real world and things are shit but you know at least you know know that it's real real. shit exactly yeah it's kind of weird like that of course putin is still kgb it's the same thing as george bush being the president when after he was a cia director it's literally the same thing but also i don't see things in a black and white good or bad lens i think that people are complex and i think that there are good people who can do bad things and bad people who can do good things you know Mm -hmm. The, the other uncomfortable thing about our system is that when it fails theoretically it's our fault right if if you have an evil king then anything bad that happens you can just be like it's the evil king's fault he you know he he decided that and i just have to live with it there's nothing i can do but in our system we have to live with that discomfort of did i do enough is this is this my fault especially older people who have been here voting in lots and lots of cycles i see very angry and bitter now and i think that they're wrestling with this like yeah. Well, also, to Abby's point, people don't want to admit that they're wrong. So we have people going out there right now just spreading every kind of like cope that they can as far as the economy goes. It's like, well, yeah, I voted for Biden and he shut <laughs> down the pipelines and the gas went up. Yeah, but that's not his fault. And here's why. And they like make up some, you know, right. it's it's uh, because you're having too many. Ki- it's because you're having too many kids. It's because we don't have enough abortion. That's why the economy right. sucks. It's definitely not because Biden destroyed the economy and the Democrats suck at, at uh, all this stuff. Yeah, well, if you also- want to check out that story, me and PJ did that over on Let's Be Frank. So check that story out where Stacey Abrams said, yeah, stop having kids and you won't feel the pinch of the inflation that's currently going yeah. on. <laughs> it's also to Abby's point that the media and every entertainment outlet today is telling young people, not just the old people who have been voting a ton, but the young people, they're telling them the future is yours, but only if you preserve it now and you have to be active now and you have to be preserving the yes. future now. And so they make them feel like the onus is on them. The impetus is theirs and they have to do something that almost makes them more of an extremist or more of a, you know, what, what do they say? What, what yeah. triggered you? What do they say? What it is? What, <laughs> yeah, what triggered exactly, you? Something like right. that. Yeah, look well, at the climate. It's what radicalized you, exactly. You oh, did. what radicalized you, yeah, yeah. The left Sorry. is really, really good at mobilizing people. I yeah. would love to see the right get better at... Mobilization? Wow, that's going to be a what clip a, for Congress. Yeah. What about true international for the pressure? Abby, the, the only way the right mobilizes is when the feds initiate it. <laughs> yeah, right? What's up with that? I mean, a fed over here, I can't even, as a fed, mobilize you people, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what do you no, mean, that's... you people? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Speaking of... you, Tom. 
but but who's better at mobilizing true international who who's better at mobilizing true international depression like that's the real question that we have to face honestly people who have done some of the best work for that cause that i have ever seen <laughs> yeah, I'm impressed you're able to say that word. I would trip over it. Drew in a notch in a shabbat of pressure. The, the reason, the reason I got good at it, this is this is a true story. I was making a video where I was trying to do like a serious face, like black and white, like a like a Sarah McLaughlin type commercial, like thing. a Justin Trudeau kind of thing. Oh yeah, I was trying God. to do that, but it was like it was a it was satire. So I had to watch Joe Biden in slow motion for ten minutes saying oh, true in a notch of a pressure, just to like because I couldn't understand, like I couldn't repeat it. So I watched it so many times, I was like oh. The these are the syllables. Churn and Ash, I'm a depression. Okay, Dear God. That's insane. <laughs> I, go in, I, go into, I go into depth with my research, guys. <laughs> Do that for you. I watched She-Hulk for you guys. Okay? You so did. You did. You watched, you watched She-Hulk for you. Whoa. No, he watched, he watched Bros for Just him. like you watched Bros <laughs> for nice you. Try. Yeah, I, I watched They Them for me. I watched She-Hulk for you guys. No. <laughs> you watched Brokeback Mountain on repeat. No. <laughs> that is top 10. I've still never seen that. I've never seen that and I've never seen bros. They then was about the gayest thing I could How about not Euphoria? Quite Did you you watched it? Didn't is you? Euphoria the YouTube? I've never seen it. Is that the no, YouTube show? It's an HBO show. Or H- like oh, that's what the, I meant uh, to say. It was HBO. Yeah. The Zoomers watch. It's like Zendaya or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know of, of it, but I've never seen it. Mm hmm. I tried so hard to watch. No, I've got Radix over here busting my balls. Wow. <laughs> it was just so bad. I could not even even for you guys. Very much. PJ sucked it up. PJ sucked it up. I saw that there's a new uh I saw a trailer today for the new Black Panther movie, and I'm like, that's oh. gonna be that's gonna be on my uh work, oh God. my uh homework assignment in November. Is there gonna oh, be more no. trashy dancing in that one too, or no? From what I, I'm sure there will. From what I saw, they replaced Black Panther with a woman, and they replaced Iron Man with a woman in the new. Oh, maybe, maybe there can be a twerk off as like <laughs> oh, the final yeah. fight. She all left to join. She, she's she's a pro. She got her tips from Cardi B. So oh, she got her what? Goodness. She got her tips from Cardi B. Oh, tips. Yeah. Okay. Objection. Turn it under pressure. Turn it under pressure. Walter. Oh my goodness. PJ, you need that as a drop. What I need is a what? You need that as a drop. You need that little true to national shabbat of pressure. As a oh, I do. <laughs> this is a hot key. Yeah. yeah. So we're, we're heading over to the top of the hour right now. So if you guys are still watching, thank you for still watching and being here with us. Make sure you share it out. Hit that like button, subscribe button, share button, share it over to your favorite uh, DARPA platform, whether it be <laughs> Facebook or Twitter or one of those places, you know, share it out. Get more people to come on over here and hang out with us as we still have a whole hour left to go here with our uh, awesome guest that's joining us here tonight. At least an hour. At least another hour. At least another hour. That's right. (laughs) And uh, you can also check out our official Twitter account for The Last American Podcast as well. It is, oh man, I'm so bad. I had, I was going to have it ready to go. And I'm like, you know what? At last underscore USA pub. (laughs) There, bam, got it on the screen. (laughs) There we go. Yes. (laughs) So uh, go go give us a follow over there. And talk to the based producer. Yeah, check him out. He's pretty awesome. (laughs) Very based. (laughs) Um, As well as, uh, don't forget, we have the election special coverage. We will be, uh, doing here on the channel on November 8th. It will be starting at 6.30? 6.30? 6.30? 6.30? 6.30? 6.30? 6.30? 6.30? 6.30? 6.30? 6.30? 6.30? 6.30? 6.30? 6.30? 6.30? 6.30? 6.30
Six thirty. Yeah. Six thirty. We'll be going till eleven. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, we'll be going. We'll be going to eleven, if not a little bit longer than that, depending on what things are shaking out and what's happening. Uh, we'll determine that on the fly uh, during the show. So come out. We have a full slate of guests coming on every half hour. We have somebody new coming on to talk about what's happening, and those some of those guests will be people within those regions, within those states that are some of those hot contested. Uh, races that we are going to be looking at. So make sure you come back and join us next week. We have, uh, oh my Chandler God, Crump. Chandler Crump. Chandler yeah, Crump will be go. joining us next week here on the show. So make sure you show up on next Saturday as well. So, all right. Had to go all the little housekeeping out of the way. Oh, everyone should also just be preemptively calling in sick for work on November 9th so that you can stay up with us all night on the 8th and then celebrate into the wee hours and the early hours of the night. There so we plan to go way later than eleven. I don't know what they were talking about with them. Yeah, if it's, if it's eleven is when like, we're putting your parents to bed, maybe. Oh. If it's anything like twenty twenty, we'll be up till four in the morning waiting for. Results. Oh my god! We'll right? be up for two weeks after the election. Yeah, two Trump's like, go home. We won. We, we did win. Frankly, we did win. <laughs> All right, so let's head into our, the next hour here, where we cover a lot of entertainment stuff and a lot of uh, stuff that we typically don't talk about normally. And I'll go kick us off here with this first story here. Uh, this is, uh, if you guys know, the, the popular YouTuber, Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast, if you don't know him, then you don't have any kids, apparently. Uh, or a YouTube account. <laughs> or a YouTube account, yes. Uh, he or you're is, not a kid yourself. Uh, <laughs> so Mr. Beast apparently was supposed to pay for groceries. It got leaked, and he had to cancel due to security measures. Well, apparently... Uh, he was going to do this thing here at that grocery store. It got leaked, and the whole town showed up, which obviously, uh, you know, caused security concerns for him. Uh, and these people were very, very upset. Let's go ahead and take a uh, listen. Taker's to gonna thing. take, man. Taker's right. gonna take. Can I pay for my beer and my sausages? They should. They're taking. Groceries on the regular, so you can eat through the line. What were you trying, man? Mr. Beast is not coming today due to security. Oh, my issues. God. Oh, Jesus. Oh, tell his ass back. And, and I'm the one to get to tell y'all, so. Oh, God. Get him. Anybody intending on getting groceries on the regular? Mr. Beast is not coming today. There are security issues. He can't even get here. Can't because he's at the hotel. Laughing. I don't even know about this. Till last night. I have no idea what's going on. They just Holy cow. So, are we to learn from this that handouts don't make people better people and more appreciative and hardworking citizens? Something, gonna... something. There's a sign at the national park that says "Don't feed the bears." I don't know exactly. Yeah, yeah, something exactly. like that. Yeah, no, that, wow. that's how people get, you know, and they were all upset because they were going to get something free, you know. So, you know, you saw some of those grocery carts that were just piled up with meat. <laughs> Although, to be honest, if you guys were told, hey, there's like, you don't know this, but like just down the street at the local big box store of your choosing, there's going to be like a YouTuber, whether you know him or not, doesn't matter. You could just say like Joe Rogan's another cognate is going to come in and buy the store out whoever's in there. So let's go and be in there. Like you wouldn't not do it. You'd be like, all right, let's go check it out. If you had nothing else to do and look at all these people, they got nothing else to do. It's, <laughs> it's, it's not that it's the, the total ingratitude of these people. Like I witnessed this firsthand yeah. a long time ago. <laughs> sure. But I witnessed this firsthand a long time ago and it really changed my mind on a lot of things. And it, I, what, what happened, I was in Nashville doing some uh, ministry work uh, and there was a, uh, we're doing like one of the, we set up in a park in Nashville and we we're giving out free meals to all the homeless people. Cause I don't know if you guys have been to Nashville, 
but it's a, there's a lot of homeless people, like a lot. And I, so anyway, we're there and all the neighborhood came out and they were getting food. And I was getting yelled at by old ladies for not having enough coleslaw for them and their, their, their kids. It was, it was not, Hey, oh, thank you guys. Goodness. And full disclosure, like I was, this was part of a music ministry thing. I was in a band. It was our first tour. And it was a Christian tour. So we we're like going from town to town and like doing these good acts and stuff like that. But we we're broke as hell. I had had one cheeseburger in three days. Like that's how much food I had eaten. And we were waiting to see if there's any leftovers. So the, the people serving could eat. I thought and you were going to say like, like full disclosure. I gave her an empty one. <laughs> so no, but I was just saying, like, you just it, it changed your mind when you're actually hungry trying to help people and they're like upset at you because you don't have enough, uh, like certain type of ketchup that they like or a certain, you know, type of coleslaw or, or, or uh, macaroni salad or whatever. Yeah, the it's choosy insane. poor, yeah, it's choosy so- poor. It was, it was really crazy. That's, That's so interesting because if you read historical fiction like The Grapes of Wrath, just, just a couple generations ago, people. It's depicted that people were experienced so much shame when they had to ask mm-hmm. for help. What or kind of cereal, Abby? Grape, <laughs> grape of wrath. Grape nuts. Never had it. Never had it. Sorry. Um, that even if even if somebody offered them help, even if they didn't ask and somebody offered them and they desperately needed it, they would still get so offended that they were offered a handout. And now, just a couple yeah. generations later, people are not only accepting handouts but expecting them and and mad when they don't get i think it became really easy when they uh transitioned from the food stamps where you actually had to pay physically with food stamps and they were obviously looked different colored than actual Mm -hmm. money um and transitioned to an ebt card the stigma kind of went away and people were you know a-okay with getting government handouts then but if they actually saw you paying with that it was like a, a stigma that was associated with it I knew my uh, my mom. She actually bought food stamps from people because they were ashamed to use them. Uh, so she would buy them, or they would trade her for real cash. So she they would give give her a little bit more extra money or extra food stamps for the actual money, and we would use them. My parents were like, "Okay, yeah, sure, we'll use them, whatever." Uh, like, but it's not because they were embarrassed to use them. It's because some of those people wanted to spend that money on drugs. Oh yeah, drugs <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Yeah. They're getting the cash out. They're like, yeah, listen, uh, listen, you can have 10 bucks extra. I just need the EBT for cash, please. And they can't do that at the liquor store. Thank you, Tom. Take it from me because I had a coworker who explained this to me as to why she did it. So, I've been on the other side of that. Hand. Yeah, yeah. Oh hey, I will, I will tell you now that I just want to crack this really quickly. If I remember correctly, Dot Life sent a big bomb super chat and he says, hey, folks, where things appear to be going well for the midterms on the right, Please do not underestimate the desperation of the left. Volunteer, stay alert, stay vigilant. Vote on election day, not early. So I just want mm. to get that in now while it's uh, fresh. And real quick, yeah. um, yeah. Uh, just to kind of pivot with that. You, I talked a little bit about polling in Michigan with uh, Tudor Dixon and Gretchen Whitmer before we went on air. And I had s- talked about some of the polling I had seen where it showed her that she's leading or tied. And you said, what? about that <laughs> oh i just i'm not convinced i think that even if people all I'm, I'm hear me right i think that the state hates gretchen whitmer and i think right. that the state will vote for tudor dixon but i would like to think that it would be by such a margin that they can't do a fake out steal the vote yes. swing it back for gretchen and my fear is they're putting out the false confidence poll. They're putting out the false hope poll of for the guy who's working late, gets stuck in traffic and goes, ah, am I going to try to kill myself to get to the poll to vote? Or 
did I see that poll and think, yeah, Tudor Dixon's ahead. Maybe she doesn't need my, my poll, my, my yeah. whatever. So if you, even if that's 1% mm-hmm. of people, we know elections can go by one. And that would be my concern is to think anything more than that is a fake poll. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think Tom's exactly right. The, the overconfidence thing is a big issue. I, I honestly prefer to see someone down by a percentage point in the polls before an election if I want them to win. I feel like this was the, the case with Trump in 2016. I think people saw every poll saying Hillary Clinton's got this in the bag. 98% chance she's going to win. And everybody fought tooth and nail to get to the polls because they didn't want to see uh, Hillary Clinton in office. And Trump won by an exceptional margin. Well, PJ, no, you're in Michigan, right? You don't know any Democrats who are excited to go vote. Wouldn't this excite you to be like, oh, Gretchen's the underdog. We can go help. Exactly. Her. Like that's yeah. the same Ooh. psychology yeah. on the other side. Yeah, I think yeah. that underdog mentality. I, I've said this for for a long time. I think that when they get the, these confidence polls out there, that it actually goes the opposite way of people expect. Or at least that that's the, the intention. Like Tom said, it's the intention. It's the intention that if you're right on the fence and your person's losing, you're more likely to go than if you're right on the fence and your person's winning. You should never let a poll determine whether or not you go vote. Just right. Yeah, exactly. Unless, unless it's a poll that Gretchen used to work on, which I'm still working on the story, but I'm confident that she had at one point or another. I'm just kidding. It was two. Lady Farquaad. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Farquaad. One on the of the poll. two. It was either Gretchen or, or, or Tudor. One of them used to be um, another poll worker. <laughs> right. Care who's thinking, the answer you know. may surprise you. <laughs> anyone who's thinking it's just going to get stolen my vote's not going to count anyway even if you're 99% sure that it's going to get stolen go for the 1% go for the off chance that either it won't be stolen or that your vote could help push well, it over the top well no go go knowing that it will be stolen and so your vote counts against the steal you have to show up in right. such a margin right. that you exactly. can counteract and, them from and, being able to steal it make sure that there is no number they can create to counteract the actual weight go. of the people's and, vote and, and I've said this for a while. I was very convinced by the evidence in 2000 Mules. But the thing is, the, the, the important takeaway that I, don't, I think a lot of people aren't put, putting out there is that if they had to stuff the ballots, if they had to mm-hmm. hire a bunch of mules to go out there and, and do 10 and 15 and 20 votes in the middle of the night, it's not. it, it means that they're not just flipping a switch. It means that you yeah. can win. You can overcome the steal if that's, if yeah. that's your mentality. So you have mm-hmm. to vote. Sorry, I, I know Frank was going to say, I don't even mean to cut you off. How about that? Oh, you weren't? No. <laughs> He's like, not now. Not now. No, not at all. He's like, no, I'm in Florida. You guys keep talking. Michigan's up there. <laughs> he forgot. I, I put something in timeout. I'm over here working on it. I didn't mean to put TV I, burden in timeout. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, God. Sorry about that. Oh, my God. I put 69 Wait, you, girls XYZ in, in timeout a minute ago. Why'd you block my wife? That's what oh. I was trying to put in timeout. What? I'm kidding. <laughs> but, like, oh, no. but Frank, but Frank, I wanted to know if there was local women in my area who were looking for a date. And now I can't see that comment. Those classy so. girls. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they look for our political podcast to put in their uh, stuff inside of there. Listen, BJ, you're not fooling anyone with that mustache, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness. All right. We had a couple other stories we wanted to kind of tackle. Did you have those, BJ? Yeah. So Tom brought this one up about uh, Xi Jinping. It says China's ex-president. Uh, I'm going to mess this up. Hugh Jintao. Wow. Jintao. You did mess that up. I told you I was going to. Uh, is erased from the Internet after being forcibly removed next uh, from seat next to Xi Jinping at Communist Party Congress. As state media claims, he was dragged away because he was not feeling well. Uh, so... You you ha- you brought yeah, this up, Tom. What are you? Better. Yeah, he's now better. Clearly, he's, he's I got better. better. 
Yeah, I, I think first of all, Currently it's interesting that they say he's being erased from the internet because tomorrow it will just be like no one was removed from anywhere, and then the next day it'll just be like dinner went as planned. Like that's how they're supposed to <laughs> erase the headlines. Like the next day they kind of curate what yesterday's was, and the next day they do the same. I think in this case it's odd if you just watch the video. I don't know if you could pull it up. Or maybe I have if I can. a different one or the one I posted in the telegram was good from the daily mail. Cause it just has that GIF on a loop and it shows the guy sitting at the table. Here you go. And he's being asked to uh, stand up and leave. And he's, you can see they're like, well, what do you mean? He reaches out. Oh, come on, sir. And that's the uh, current president Xi Jinping going. Yeah. Yeah. You're going with them. You're done. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and here's what we all pointed out before the show started. That was done once the, the cameras were on, once they went live. It wasn't like, oh, sir, your COVID test came back positive. You got to leave. They would have done that before the show started. He would never have been sat. So they sit everyone. Then they seat him. Then they go, okay, ready? Pull him out. Let's make a big show just to flex Xi Jinping. We had a big story a couple weeks ago that it's, Xi Jinping was under house arrest. And now we see this. I wonder if there's some tension in China. It's a famous Stalinist tactic to be like, hey, let's show people us removing this person from public life. And then let's tell the people you're never allowed to say that that happened. That's yeah. their test of control. So I'm, I'm sure in 10 years, every picture of Xi Jinping is going to be airbrushed. And it's going to be him standing by himself with his arms out like he's got a bunch of buddies. And it's, be, it's just him. <laughs> and I, was like, oh, I, was just, I was pretending to be a bird. What do you mean? Who? Birds aren't real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, a it's true. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's crazy. It's not surprising though. <laughs> that's what happens under communism. <laughs> yeah, I just wonder that's if it has crazy. anything to do what, with China if, talking about Taiwan and all these other places. Like, you just, yeah. you just wonder how it will play out. What, yeah, what does that look like to the rest of the world? What if Jin we Tao. saw someone do that to Bush? Right. And Jin Tao was like one of the people that was like for the China maintaining like good positive relations with the United States. And clearly Xi Jinping is going in the opposite <clears throat> direction with his buddy Putin. And they have the uh, Belt and Road Project, you know, that they're working on. Um, they have bricks now and uh, things like that. So would this would this not just be like because we know it is public because you can take that as being deliberate. Is this not to be taken as symbolic? Like here, we're yeah. holding out the past leader and, you know, maybe in a, a Caesarian time, they might lop his head off. But here instead, they're just holding him out and going, OK, now take him away. And now it's publicly seen that, oh, wow, the past leader who you just said stood for all of these things is now gone. And so that yeah. means in their head, those things are gone. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, good, a, it's uh, a different China now. It's as good as a public ex execution. That's exactly what it is. It's, it's sending a message. I want to say, though, I don't think that America is immune from this exact same thing happening. I know a lot of people uh, probably don't remember some of these things, but I, I'm, I work, I've always worked nights. So I'm always up at night, even on my days off. And I see I watch the news at night and I notice how many times that you see the news as it's unfolding live. And then in the morning, it's a completely different story. So maybe you guys remember in 2014. The pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon, the whole Dallas uh, BLM movement. And there was that shooting. Do you guys remember this? The, yes. the shooter? And I watched the coverage for, I don't know how many hours, all night long. And th there was police being interviewed on the news saying, hey, we're being triangulated. There's a guy in this tower, in this tower, in this tower. There's there's a video of a guy with a shotgun running between pillars. And all night long it was, hey, we're, we're being pinned down. I, you can find the video. Well, now they're kind of like war zone. The internet. Right. It was as if and they, they were in an active war zone. Over and over and over again, it's triangulated fire. There's three different shooters in three different areas and we're pinned down. And every cop was on the radio with the news saying, hey, we're that's why we're pinned down all night long. I watched this unfold by noon the next day. It was one shooter. And it was always one shooter. Look it up. Yeah. Look, look it up now and tell me that it doesn't say that it was only one shooter. And they took him out with a drone. 
we do the same thing here. And it happened a week later in Georgia. There was another cop that was, hey, I got shot at. So I started running away from the fire. And then there was another guy at the bridge and he started shooting at us too. And then it was only one shooter. So I, I feel like we do the same thing here. And we've been testing out these. Uh, will people just believe the what what uh, what we tell them and not the evidence of their eyes? We can show them the evidence. We can show them us taking this. Uh, I can never pronounce the name Chinese president away on air, but he won't exist next week. And he'll Xi never Ping. existed. Yeah, no, it even not says Xi Jinping, here, the other guy, but yeah, uh, uh, Hu, Hu Jintao. Hu Jintao. Hu Jintao. Yeah. from New York Times, July 8th, 2016. They say the shooting rampage committed by solo Micah Johnson, 25, was described as a kind of retaliatory violence that police uh, that people have feared. So they were telling you, oh, we expected this and it was just one guy. I mean, it Hell just screams yeah. false flag and how better to set one up than to just shoot people in the dead of night. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> interesting. Well, Las Vegas is another questionable event of probably multiple shooters and Hey, I'm gonna sue yeah. you for thirty trillion dollars for questioning. Walk tender, because that's another three hundred trillion. Wait, wait, what was the hold on, do we have that story, Abby? Um because I, I didn't I didn't have a chance to read, but you shared it with us on Twitter the other day. But they sued Alex Jones for nine hundred and sixty five million, which is like an imaginary number at this point. Right. Like they might as well have said, yeah. you know, five gajillion bazillion dollars. <laughs> and now they're trying to say three trillion. Is that am yeah. I getting the story right? Yeah. Give me one second. First, they demanded the moon billion. and now they're asking for the sun as well. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a way to stop. Uh, dissident. They don't want you to question the regime's narratives. You, yeah, exactly. You can't question events. That's what it's really about. And one of the things that happened, um, I watched, I tuned in for a little bit of that trial was them saying things like, well, you had Wolf Wolfgang Halbig on and he said these things. So you're responsible for things that your guests say. And I was like, well, hmm, as well. wait a second. I don't like the precedent this is setting. I don't like where that's going. Yeah, because then PBS is going to be responsible every time they play a Hitler speech, even if it's just a part of a documentary. And I would already be blaming PBS as Nazis. It just kind of goes full circle. PBS, but PBS, I would wonder, well, is this a way not for him to have to pay six hundred nine hundred and sixty five million, almost a billion dollars? Is this just a way to make sure he's broke? Like, could they do this they to you said, or I? They could the, just the lawyer say, said that. Yes. The they lawyer just literally sure came out. You can never pay it off, but we'll make sure any money you ever earn goes away. So you're essentially destitute forever. We just take away your ability yep. to ever hold financial assets yes. or anything. The, yep. the lawyer came out right after the trial and said, we hope that this this bankrupts Infowars. And then on top of that, I listened to an interview with Alex Jones, and he said that they're trying to work out it because he doesn't have that money. So they're mm-hmm. like, well, any profits Infowar makes over the next five, 10 years, whatever it was, their agreement is forfeit. We need to so that do something exactly what this more is. to these people than just talk about them. So basically what they're doing is, it is my understanding, is they took the $965 million in damages and they said we should have that number for every single time he said it. That's just That's where they're getting their number. It's yeah, well, why don't they just ask for their kids back? Like if they're asking for dumb stuff that can't happen, why don't right. they just do that? Right. Like that would act, why don't because if I was a parent that actually lost a child, I would tell them it's not about the money. I don't want the money. Don't exactly. ask for some exorbitant amount. Ask yeah. for a dollar and an apology. Then right, make right, a big statement right. and then go but, away. But that's not what they are. They're not, not that. It is. At least Robbie Parker isn't. They, they sued Remington. Oh, Mr. Gigglepants. They sued Remington. Well, the they sued Alex. Sorry, go ahead. What was that? The same man that was giggling. He's uh, like, yes, oh, you guys! Oh, I'll catch up with you later. Oh, it's starting. My it son, or is it my daughter? Creepy. I can't remember. Creepy. 
Yeah. Robbie Parker, come at me. I'm not worth anything, but you know, sue me for a billion dollars. You'll get it. <laughs> He's going to sue you for your Lego space shuttle behind you. Dude, yeah. stop. Don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean about this is that people don't own trillions of dollars. Like that is government money. And so when you right. start asking for that type of money, it's politics. Like you, you are doing that because of a political thing. No human who is doing it for a human reason an individual reason, a grief reason is asking for that amount of money. It's ridiculous. But it never, ha- it's never been about the children. It's never been about Adam Lanza and the evil things that he did. It's always been about money and politics because th- when they sued Remington, it wasn't ab- just about the money. It was about the politics of anti, you know, of anti second amendment stuff. Then they sue Alex Jones. What was the, they're suing some, somebody else now, right? You mean it's never been about the children, PJ? Whoa. I am shocked. <laughs> well, because the children never. The totally existent children. It's never been about them. Yes. Well, and wait, Sandy Hook is also. So just like every other shooting where they've disassembled the, the school, they've imploded it on its own footprint and then rebuilt it in its exact, you know, a, a, a blueprint. So I don't understand why we would be questioning it at all. Yeah, um, totally the emergency responses were all exactly the same being that we had no ambulance. We had no helicopter. So, you know, totally makes sense. No triage. <laughs> also, you, you said this sets a bad precedent. This sets another bad precedent, too, because how many people sued Alex Jones? He named one of them. No, two. I think two of them were ever named. So we're saying now that you can actually sue somebody for defamation when they never say your name, including an FBI agent who sued Alex Jones for $90 million. Yeah, well, That's good. Every major network has has accused Trump supporters and Trump voters as being all the terrible things you can find in a dictionary. So now we can just sue them because they've collectively talked Hello, about you and I and everyone else. Right? They right. blood libel us. Yeah. Blood libel. Yeah, but we know Except for they're the ones actually way. committing blood libel, if you want to look at what right. that really is. Yeah, I mean, you you even have what now uh, Kanye or not Kanye um, George Floyd's uh, baby mama oh, wants to sue yeah. Kanye for saying that George Floyd died of fentanyl overdose. Well, she's we using her daughter know. as a political pawn again. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Right, right. We all know what happened there exactly. He, he even said it. He goes, "I took too many drugs, or I ate too yes. many drugs." Yeah. Yes, he said that. He asked to be put on the ground, by the way. He asked to be laid down on the ground because he had taken too many drugs. And we should talk about fentanyl, where that's coming from, China, and how horrific it is, how many people are dying from it. It's coming over the open border that we have. Exactly. But truly, you know, he did have COVID in the system. So truly, he did die of COVID. So. He's, so no, maybe, no, yeah, maybe he's, he's the first COVID <laughs> positive person to not die from COVID. Exactly. Ever. Who, who Jin Tao, the former leader of China, is going to be given the George Floyd treatment? I think that's what we're going to find out. Another yeah. fentanyl, right? That's what we're going to hear. A fentanyl overdose. Yeah. Just by police, though. <clears throat> fentanyl overdose from the police's knee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Drug overdose. <laughs> I don't know if y'all saw Candace's documentary on it, but one of the huge things that kind of struck me in that documentary is she went and interviewed George Floyd's roommates, his his very good friends, and they said that his family members never once showed up to his house to retrieve any sentimental items, anything. They had plenty of time to go in front of the cameras. They have plenty of time to sue Kanye, but they have not actually demonstrated that they gave crap it's the same exact thing as sandy hook it's not about the person the people that died yeah right but they weren't with him there like they he was estranged from them it was only after they were like wait i can get in on this you know we need a lot of we need some we need some people props would you you want to be a personable (laughs) prop you yeah. who did show up at his house though to collect their stuff was uh, the the pregnant woman that that uh george floyd pointed a gun at her stomach she's she went to his house to get her stuff back 
That's oh hilarious. That was a joke, but I know no. I thought it was funny. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> but you know, the, the the whole thing with Kanye uh, too is that it's the they say it's the daughter that's trying to sue him, right? Because the the whoever's using her as a political pawn. But he gave two million dollars to, to her, her for college. I think Tom brought up a great point on his uh, live stream the other night. Is that you know maybe this uh, two or maybe it was UPJ? I don't remember. It was one of you two? I was watching that the two million dollars was designated for college, so they wouldn't was, be able to touch that money outside. That was my show. Being, yeah, Katie. Okay. Katie Zed brought that up. She said, yeah. "I wonder if it's because the two million dollars oh was was designated God. for college and only college, so she can't touch it as far as fungible cash. So kind of like your Ooh. parents and the uh, food stamps." Yeah, or a lot, a lot like that compliment with me. It was like, oh, you could have it, but you can't. It's actually going the other way. I get it. I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> Makes a lot yeah. of sense. I said something good on my show, too, the other night. I can't remember what it was, but I'll come back to you. <laughs> I'll, I'll be right back, guys. Rob, you, you, you say that like it's like it's a crazy number, but college is expensive. That's yeah, true. Two, two million if you want to be an attorney or a surgeon or anything that's like, you know, expensive and you don't want to take out loans and you want to live nicely and pay yeah. in cash. And we know we have a lot of those uh, those uh, young youths that are going to be future engineers and doctors and everything. Entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs. The ones that are ransacking Wawa's in, in Philadelphia. Oh my or, God, right? Are you still going to make the sandwiches rallies? or what? And twerking <laughs> on top of cop cars. <laughs> Unreal. Oh God! I like salt. Says enjoy your shows, guests, and people in the chat, Frank. Yes. When I first read that comment, I thought it said "except Frank." (laughs) That's okay. okay. You you don't have to like me. It's all right. (laughs) You can be frank with me. (laughs) (laughs) That was cheesy. That that was. Oh goodness! Oh, um, while we're at it, I might as well. Here, can I do that? Yeah, you sure can. Oh, um, there you go. <laughs> there it is. Uh, yeah. Yee! That's my T- tell sub us about stack. that. <laughs> yes, this is my sub stack. You guys can subscribe to that. You can sign up for it, so you can get a little email notification every time I publish, which is nice. But this article I wrote back in April, the Whitmer case and the FBI's PACCON legacy. What the article goes into is how what happened in Michigan. Uh, really isn't a new thing. So I talk about COINTELPRO there. I talk about PATCON. PATCON is um, something that the FBI was doing back in the 90s, possibly before that. But you might have heard of a little thing called Ruby Ridge, Waco, Oklahoma City. Those were PATCON operations. And um, the the documentation on PatCon is sparse. There's very little documentation about it. But what they were doing really anyways is they just go and they create another code name, right? Kind of like what they were doing with MKUltra. They right. shut it down and then they just roll out the same thing under a different code name. So when you're trying to do FOIA requests and you're trying to get information about these projects, it is damn near impossible. And by the way, Richard Helms shredded almost all of the MKUltra documentation. We only know about it because of financial documents. 
So who knows how widespread that really was. But then there's MK Delta, Artichoke, MK Naomi, MK Often. There's all these different sub projects that are related. So PatCon, I guess, is sort of what I would say the main one, though. And it is sort of, it's similar to COINTELPRO. But yeah, it's the FBI creating front groups. Um, and then entrapping people, uh, infiltrating groups that already exist or militias. So I, I want people to understand that militia groups, they the FBI infiltrated them back in the 90s. That's when they really started infiltrating these groups. And it's at the point now where I would suggest that probably every large militia group, if they're not headed by a federal informant, there is at least one or two in the organization itself. Yeah. Couldn't you just assume any of those organizations now, if they, if they show them, so they present themselves as a militia that they would either be a honeypot or fully infantry infiltrated. Yeah. Otherwise they could not present themselves that way. Or yeah. just assume exactly. be like a straight up fed from the like ground up, like Patriot front. Well, she's in the bathroom, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aw. <laughs> no, she calls herself a fed. It's a, just a joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, but yeah, I mean, I, I I, hope people understand that, like, this is not a new thing, what happened in Michigan. <laughs> it's just the latest iteration of what they've been doing for a long time. Now, we know more about COINTELPRO because a lot of those people actually went on to commit crimes. So then this went to court, and there's the discovery process where the government has to produce their documents. But with PatCon, the groups that they had infiltrated back then, most of these guys didn't actually do anything criminal. So we didn't get that going into court and getting discovery where we would have heard about PatCon. We only found out about it in 2007. Um, and the documents like that we have, again, there's very little uh, of them, but it's the same blueprint of their infiltrating groups and then they're trying to get people to commit crimes. <clears throat> Or they're creating front groups, fake front groups like the Aryan Republican Army. Yeah, and I find trying to get people to join these groups and for the same reason. You know, part of it too is is that they want there to be extremist groups out there so that they that's the threat that they've got to protect us from. So they have like to the Al Qaeda method, right? Like we exactly. just create a group and then we can say, Hey, that's the, it's the ISIS thing. It's the same it, thing yes. over and over. Right. Yeah, yeah. Same thing. Right. Well, but now there was, there was those uh, ISIS training centers in what Texas and a few other places. Nevada. That were like, and then they wrap that up yeah. real yep. quick. Like yeah, those, you know, the other yeah, thing yeah. that's interesting to point out there is that they openly told, they openly told you they're going to take the war on terror framework from the Middle East and then bring it here. All the different right. tactics and tools yeah. that they've come up with to counter terror. Now they're going to counter patriotism. Yes. Yeah. And so it's things like extraordinary rendition. So you get kidnapped uh, from your home, <laughs> taken <laughs> to a black site and subjected to physical and psychological torture. And you Ugh. don't have due process and they can indefinitely detain you and give you the enhanced it, interrogation. It's still crazy to me that we have now actual proof that everybody's eyes has been on as far as black sites inside the United States territory, not just in Cuba and other offshore places. No, but like everybody Chicago. seems to ignore. Well, no, I'm just talking about the January 6th gulag. Like every, yes. everything about this is a black site. There's no due process. These people yeah. are kept in uh, inhumane living conditions. No, you know, they can't get uh, fair trials or people to come in and, and represent them uh, from the, from right. media. It's, it's, a, it is a black site. And I think people forget that, 
Obama actually signed an executive order while he was president to allow this to happen. And, it, and everybody, everybody just turns a blind eye to it. It's so weird. It's it's the same thing. No we were way. Talking about. We'd have to come the, up with the like a new name. The anti-war president ever signed something <laughs> yeah, like that? Right. No. Y'all remember right. when he campaigned on shutting down Gitmo and like ending the forever wars and then he didn't do it and just expanded it all? Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. We need to expand there, Gitmo. There were but... rainbow uh, flower type of missiles he would shoot. So that was okay. He simultaneously expanded it and hamstrung the efforts that were already happening. Because it wasn't about winning. That's what it was. That's exactly. what it was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was never about winning. I saw this meme today and I thought it was pretty funny. I'm going to put it on the screen here because I've Black never site, listened to Black site is now referred to as site of color. <laughs> Sorry. I, I've, never, I've never listened to the CDC in this uh, kind of capsule here, raw cookie dough. CDC, cast it into the oven and bake it. Me? No. <laughs> the CDC won't let me be. That's what I'm saying. Oh my won't god, now I me. want cookies. <laughs> bake some cookies later. Uh, I could eat cookie dough all day long. I know. <laughs> yeah, it says the CDC. So bad for you. <laughs> yeah. I learned about really cookie right dough when I was living in Africa when eating raw egg was like actually really dangerous and so i've never been able to do it since because that was grained in my head yeah oh my well <laughs> i mean if you ate food in africa i think everything was a little bit dangerous yeah right? <laughs> probably <laughs> questionable <laughs> uh i got really sick and some uh when i was in africa i don't they thought it was malaria at first and so they tested me for that and they, it was i was in uh liberia during the time of I- ebola so i was really nervous that it was ebola mm. <laughs> so they like quarantined me and tested me for all this stuff i found it wasn't ebola i found it wasn't malaria and one of the it's hiv right that's <laughs> on your behavior <laughs> True story, though. Just kidding. I had to get it in before you actually said what it was. Go ahead. I don't know what it was. It was just some kind of cold or flu. But my point is, like, uh, one of the things that the local local African soldiers gave me was uh, some type of moonshine. And I don't think I should have drank it. But that's my point. Is it worked really well and I felt better? But I'm pretty sure it would almost killed me. (laughs) Oh, my God. I can't believe you both have been to Africa. Did you go together? No, way different times. She was there in the 90s, I think, or really? early 2000s. Early 2000s. Oh, wow. I, was, I, was, I was pretty young. I was there in 2016-ish or 15, 14, whenever the Ebola outbreak happened in, in Liberia. Man, I didn't even mm. get a chance to open with my let's talk about it's <laughs> let's talk about black people. Speaking of black people, Speaking of black people. <laughs> we went right into Africa. I missed yes. I missed my moment. Yeah. <laughs> Browns. <laughs> Oh goodness! Yeah, we needed oh, that goodness. transition. That would have that would have been perfect. That so. would have been perfect. It would, could have been. But also, know. the the fewer transitions, the better on this show. Am I right? <laughs> wow! Well, they're they're upping in the United States as the Google search results up. Did you notice that? What's transitions? Transition, no. Oh no! Well, speaking of transitions, Un- unrelated. Speaking no. of suicides, no, just kidding. Uh, right. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry, Frank. No, go ahead. I was just trying to make a joke. (laughs) I made a bad suicide joke. It was way worse. (laughs) Actually, no, actually, speaking of transitions, I do have something to show you guys here. Um, As you guys know, Matt Walsh has been spearheading the efforts against the, the child mutilation centers in Nashville, Tennessee. And he held a rally in front of one of them today. And it did bring out the crazies. As they typically do. Of course. So. <laughs> oh, dear God. Yeah. Uh, Come on, baby. Come on. I'm this, ready. Go. You guys ready? You guys Let's ready? do it. Yeah. Here, here we go. 
if I've ever seen oh a group of God. mentally healthy young individuals. Right? The best and the brightest. Yeah. Look at how dysgenic they all are. <laughs> Look at that. Can you go back a second? Can you go back yeah. just a second? How far back? <laughs> just what enough, you'll know. Just go back a bit. Go back a little bit more. Back a little bit more. Just a bit oh more. Get a lot my more. God. That one right there. That looks like I don't. That looks like a Pokemon if, if it were it's a person. A dude and it's a not. Man. It's not like a real thing. That's not a real human being. Can't be. I think it's a dude. <laughs> it's a dude. It's a it has dude. to be. It's covering. It's, a theater. it's wearing the bandana to cover the Adam's apple. Exactly. Oh, good really call. Bad. Good call. It's a theater production, yep. one way or the other. It is. <laughs> These are all former theater kids. Current. <laughs> you can tell. <laughs> yeah. It's simultaneously super easy to mock, but also heartbreaking. Like it these, is are, these are kids right. who just do not know who they are and are desperately searching for some sort of meaning and some sort of identity, and no one in their life is giving it to them. Yeah, well, someone is. It's just not good. Yeah, it's just well, not that's good. true. Yeah, the, but no, yeah, you're right. We should yeah. pity them. So we got a few more seconds here. Their arguments are very convincing. I find myself starting to agree with them. All the F-offs. That's really convinced me. I told PJ, I said, the more we continue to make him watch things like Seahawk, one day he's going to come in and look like one of these individuals. (laughs) It's going to be our fault. It's going to be our fault. (laughs) Ripcord, thank you for the super chat. That's what I was saying. I don't like anyone who wants to threaten to close Gitmo. We need to expand it and fill it. (laughs) And then nuke it from orbit. Once it's all (laughs) filled up with the worst of the worst, all the world's baddies, then we can just but apparently you know being against child mutilation centers makes you a fascist oh yeah, right yeah right yes i'm a fascist well, yeah, yeah we fascist. all are <laughs> uh, like oh, all the co-opted words that make no sense i feel like fascist is the most overdone of any of them that a Nazi? Like, <laughs> well no because they're, they're, they're the actual but... fascists that use that as the cudgel Right. That's that's kind of my point is like with with the fascist Antifa, who has its roots in communism, like <laughs> they're you, who are using fascist tactics like, yeah, the word means nothing. Yeah. At what point do we say if it means this, then I'm not even going to fight it. I'm absolutely that. Go for it. Call me that. Yeah, that's what I do. I say and. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. it's like being called a sexist today. I just say, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Yeah, like exactly. women are different. If that's your definition of sexism, hundred percent. I'm the most. Say, yeah, by their person. definition, call me whatever you want. Right. Exactly. By real definition, it bothers me because, like, I believe words matter, and and yeah. I don't like to like. There's part of me that doesn't want to give into their definitions. Right. But then the other side of me is like, you know what? If you're if we're going by your stupid bullshit made up definition, I'm everything you say that I am. I guess. Yeah. You don't have to yeah. give them the ground either. You can just say, yeah, you can call me what you want. It doesn't apply, and mm-hmm. words still matter. So whatever you're saying is nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. I have one more terrible you, video the I have you. to show you guys. Mm-hmm. And that, that was a warm-up. That oh was God. a practice crunch oh, no. for you guys. It gets worse. <laughs> it gets worse. Now we're it just going to watch She-Hulk episode 9. This, no. this right here is what happens when you become so desperate for attention, you do stuff like this. Let me go ahead and put it up Wait, here. Wait, you have my yearbook? Oh, never mind. That is Madonna. <laughs> what? This no, it's Madonna. not. Stop it. That's yeah. Jeffree Star. No. That is Madonna. That is not. Is it really? <laughs> what happened to her face? 
What? Ha- well, I mean, I haven't recognized Madonna the last five times she was relevant for four seconds because True. of the. the no, that's Desmond movie. is amazing. Ah, <laughs> in the future. Oh my god. No. I'm gonna play that it. Poor child. I'm not gonna play the sound because the sound has uh, copyrighted music inside of it. So I'm not gonna play the sound, <laughs> but I will play. It's from this. Area 51. Yeah. Yes! Oh my god. What is stop. this? Frank, yeah, stop. I'm a married stop. man. Stop embarrassing yourself, Grandma. Ew. At what point do we just label her as geriatric and put her in a home? Wait, can you guys play that again a few more, a few more times? No. no. <laughs> I'll back up. Never mind. She come out as non-binary and everyone was like... I mean, look, if your thing is geriatric... If your thing is geriatric oh, alien God. porn, I guess, you know, like that's... <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Someone said it's a Madonna human suit. Yeah. <laughs> that was disturbing. Honestly, she could have just paid someone to like do that because we don't know that that was her. <laughs> Fair point. True. Body double man. She looks like a lizard person trying to be. Yeah, <laughs> don't they oh, all? I, I spoke wrong. She came out as gay, allegedly. Oh, I thought it was that's bi. right. She, did, she's bi. like, if I, I don't know, I make this, oh, I'm God. gay or something like that. Or if I don't make what? it, I'm gay. And she's like threw her panties at like the oh, garbage can my goodness. and then it, it, go into the garbage can. So everyone presumed that she was saying that she was coming out to be gay. But I think it's just more of an attention grab than anything. She's just, yeah. yeah. And, but they're Madonna? all like that. They're from Madonna all attention like that. grab from Madonna? Oh, Wait, no, no I, I would say that, isn't that pretty anti-gay of her? If she's saying like, oh, it's as trivial as can I make my underwear can it i make is, this shot though. if it is i'll be gay so and then, like, other people Madonna's are like i'm born this way so is yeah. that means a lifestyle then right <laughs> she's like yeah it's a switch you can just flip it on and off turns I mean, out part of Madonna's all personality is flippant and, and it yeah, is all alive wait so kabbalah also isn't real <laughs> oh she did yeah. kiss a gay guy she did kiss ricky martin remember that back in the day yeah which really means that she was kissing his nephew if you want to go there. <laughs> yeah, that's so sad. If a yeah. woman kisses a gay guy, what sexuality does that make you? Confused. Oh, no. Madonna. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There, I feel like a lot of these people are victims of like childhood abuse. Yeah. And you can tell, and it's very sad. Um. But yeah, I think for a lot of these younger kids, it is as flippant as just throwing something and making a choice like that. They all have 14 different personality disorders. You know, they're but it's all trendy. different how like, they identify the their identities. It's all bullshit. <laughs> MK Sultra. <laughs> you'd, think, you'd think in her 90 years on this earth she and her millions of dollars, she would have been able to get therapy by now. Though, you know what I mean? <laughs> Someone yeah. needs to talk to her. Maybe this is what therapy is doing for her. Maybe she's Maybe. doing her, you know, her best work. You know how you had um, the conspiracy theory about Britney Spears coming out every time Bush had did something. It was like a kind of a yeah. cover. Maybe Madonna's the same thing for like the Democrat Party. Every time Biden's inflation or something, she comes out and does something like that. I think legitimately. Video? Wait, say that again. The bathtub video she did during COVID. Where she's Which like, one? oh, we're all equal now. <laughs> Wait, Madonna or Britney Spears, right? Uh, Madonna. Like, no joke. I legitimately think a lot of these people are exactly that. They are like, hey, this story looks really bad. Can we get some celebrity to do something really freaking crazy? They just got like a short list. Like, there's like a speed dial of nine people. It's like Britney Spears is on there. Madonna's on there. Nicki Minaj is on there. 
She put it on the, yeah, uh, put it on the board. It's it's <laughs> like, it's legit. I don't know. Yeah, I can. I, you know, what? it's like the whole MK Ultra. What MK Ultra could be exactly that, right? They could just say, okay, we're gonna flip the switch. We're gonna call that Hollywood owned entity, and then sure enough, they and have Wendy a, Williams has a seizure on stage, and then you've got a new story. Yeah, yeah and all Alec they have to do Baldwin is flip that little five G switch on the, on the set of the show. Can we get Alec Baldwin to kill somebody? Now get the stories off the air. And it's probably the attorney's wife that they've been threatening for a while. So two birds, one stone. <laughs> I mean, to, to, to Radix's point earlier, like you were talking about them renaming stuff like 1973 was the church commission. And that's where COINTELPRO and MKUltra and uh, all these things came out. And, and this was the second time that MKUltra was shut down. It was shut down in 1963. And then it was also shut down in 1973. So like these things yeah. have just been renamed and reused like, just, just to avoid FOIA requests. Yeah. Like, it's, like, like it's like that meme that says, <laughs> you mean to tell me that the CIA has been evil in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s and the 90s and the early 2000s <laughs> and now and nothing's shocking. been changed and no one's been punished. But now they don't do that anymore. And you're like, well. <laughs> Well, my favorite not. conspiracy theory is that the, the government had a mind control program and then stopped. Exactly. That's the, like, that's my favorite conspiracy. They just yeah, what, stopped. Yeah, it's when not that it, it worked. It's that they just stopped the, doing it. When yeah. was the Janet Jackson halftime show? Does anybody remember that? Not, not recent enough. 2006? It was Six-ish. like... Six-ish. Yeah. I think it was 2006. That sounds about ago. right. It had to be something with the Iraq war. And they're oh, like, hey, we like, need you to like rip 03. off... Uh, we need to expose Janet Jackson's nipple at the halftime show. <laughs> I think it was like that. <laughs> that it was, was like it was like 03 or 04 at the latest because yeah. I remember I was in third grade when 9-11 happened and I was in fifth grade when those <laughs> precious moments of TV happened. I like Saul. Thank you for the super chat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was the most intentional. Like, like remember when they tried to say it was a wardrobe malfunction? It was yeah. to the lyrics of the yeah. song. Mm-hmm. He says, I will have you naked by the end of this song. And then post from- yeah, it was 2004. Yeah. 2004. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Malfunction. Wardrobe malfunction. <laughs> right. What a, what a phrase to coin. And now we have freaking OnlyFans. Oh, Think God. about how what a big deal that was back then, and now all of these girls just go on OnlyFans and say, "Okay, well, for five dollars." So it's so <laughs> pervasive in our culture that Rachel Dolezal has an OnlyFans. Ah. Oh, hey everyone! Don't forget, it's a five-minute warning until last call. Am I getting this right? Yeah. Yep. All right. Did we already say that? Nope. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Get your super chats in and we'll answer them all in the last 10 minutes. I'm the one who's not drinking and I had to ask that. Sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) All all the female empowerment on OnlyFans has put millions and millions of dollars into the male owner, owner's pocket. So weird. The patriarchy works in a weird way. When you fight it, you you just get naked for men and that's fighting the patriarchy. Those women to make like a couple hundred thousand, but now they're like the sex slaves of the guy who's making millions, right? Right. Yeah. So they feel empowered. I read an article recently about this, too, where they were complaining. Don't they take like more than half of the like whoever runs OnlyFans makes more money per person than what's his name? Radix, you said you said, you know, the name of it. Leonid Radvinsky. He's a scumbag. No, he's actually Ukrainian. He's a Ukrainian. Oh, that's even worse. Of course he's Ukrainian. You mean the sex trafficking capital of the world? No shit. Right. For (laughs) children. And he created a website called like My Free Cam back in the day and had password uh, hacking sites or something where they uh, advertised um, preteen stuff you, ukraine does make it very easy for putin to look like the good guy do you see my what point you, yeah. earlier? like ukraine is so bad that everybody's like putin's wonderful it's like well ukraine's well, just he's really not, bad 
He's trying to save those people from the worst. So it's like almost like, what are you going to do? You're not saving the Don boss. So let him. But I'm wondering this. Would the guy who owns the OnlyFans, I mean, there are a lot of American women who put their stuff on OnlyFans and they'd never know it if they also sold it as like a cam show, only it never really was in Ukrainian or in Russian. Like, could they not just take. Right. And and how many of these girls are underage? How many Mm -hmm. of these girls are not even doing this freely of their own will? Who's taking these pictures, right? Have you ever seen some of these images? Never in my life. But I want to know who's surveilling them. Taking those pictures. It's not like they're holding the phone to, to your, or they have some kind of tripod. I don't believe that. To your point, Radix, this week, Amaranth yeah. said that she was being basically held captive by her boyfriend to make OnlyFans. Oh, content. I remember that. Yeah. And OnlyFans yeah. doesn't delete her account and go, oh, hey, you know what? This is this is morally, I mean, not everything is morally disgusting and wrong, but they don't even take like when it's publicly shoved at them and everybody's looking at this going, oh, yeah, Amaranth is actually a sex slave and she, you're profiting off of her. And like nobody does anything about it. Well, this is my question then is, is are how many people you've heard like the zip ties on the car door thing when people are being watched to be trafficked. How many of them are on OnlyFans? How many people are watching exactly. the, the numbers on OnlyFans going, victims. this girl posts every day at this time. She's always alone at this hour. She's always filming between these hours. And then they, you know, OnlyFans has access to how many different pieces of data because they have an app and a phone and whatever yes. else. If they sell that in Ukraine and they send people here, now you're not seeing, uh, what is it, the um, Taken, where they go to right. Europe and get kidnapped. Yeah. Now you're seeing Europeans come here and do the same thing, and they're probably coming through the southern border. Probably. Well, also, it, it was only within the last two years that we found out that Pornhub uh, worked with uh, Visa and MasterCard yes. and a few others to cover up the fact that they were tra- that they were um, posting uh underage content CP. on their websites and they knew about content. it and, and we still and we still have that issue on victims. places like twitter right. and facebook where they are uh posting underage uh porn and stuff on there twitter refuses to take down uh rp and cp but yes. at least they took me down for calling elliot page a woman well there you go that's ellen their priority sorry ellen page a woman yeah, they, they took me down for calling mary trump a tard so i mean <laughs> yeah, <but. laughs> that's retarded <laughs> <laughs> I lost my original count because I called Mary Trump a tart. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> well, you're not wrong. So I appeal every time I appeal, I appeal every week. And the last one I appealed, I said, hey, Elon's about to lay off 75% of you. Why don't you go ahead and make it a little easier for the 25% that's going to be left and go ahead and uh, reinstate my account. And they, it's shocking they don't re, uh, reinstate it. So. <laughs> Pumpkin wine tonight. Thank you, Ocean Breeze Salty. Oh my god, that sounds disgusting. I'm surprised that tough talking the people at uh, the social media DARPAs don't doesn't help that. Right, yeah. Frank. Yeah, who thought? I might get I, I might get a visit by a uh, windowless black van at some point, and we won't have to show you. But you're like, where's Frank at? I'll just be I'll just be me visiting Frank. He must be playing golf. <laughs> my comfort and when. If when this all goes to crap, my my views are right out there, really loud. They're gonna shoot me first. And I'm not even gonna have to worry about it. Yeah, me too. I'll be lined up pretty quickly. <laughs> I was banned for calling Maxine Aww. Maxine a lying racist douchebag. Nice. Again, I don't see the problem here. <laughs> Where's I, the lie? Yeah. <laughs> So we PayPal's have it, coming for you next. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> We've made it the last call, which means this is your time to have your questions answered uh, from by our guest that we have here tonight uh, and answered some of your super questions that you guys have sent our way as well. 
Let's go ahead and put a couple of these on the uh, screen here. First one for Radix, Radix here. It says, is that a pinball machine in the background? Yes, Adam's family. You know nice. it. Nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's funny. Uh -huh. It's That's awesome. awesome. It's probably the coolest one like ever. Yes, it's really cool. That's cool. I like it. Spooky. That's cool. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you, Waffle Salter. And our one says, seems to be too vertical for a pinball machine. Fruit machine, maybe, is what their guess was on that behind you. <laughs> I was going to compliment the perspective on the camera, but now I see what they're talking about. Yeah, it looks a little. No, that's really cool. Like, it makes my guitars in the background look uh, weak in comparison as far as background <laughs> images go. Hey, my comic no, books that I have framed behind what? me. Tom had to show me up with a space shuttle, which, uh, you know, not about uh, that. Corina no, I don't like says, mine anymore. I have to redo it. You oh, look no. like the judge from the Christmas parade trial. Guys, I'm not 42. You want to get slapped? <laughs> that was mean. No, Judge Jen is a very pretty woman. Uh, to Waff lie. Waffle Salter came in with $25 <laughs> earlier, said, Pupcasters look thirsty, and here's to the pinball. <laughs> you love to Thank see it. Thank, Thank you, you, Waffle Salter. <laughs> And of course, Movie Dog came in with five dollars and nothing to say, just supporting. We do appreciate Aww, Movie Dog. Nice. Thank you Thank so you. much. Sometimes Next the one. silent support is the most important. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Waffle Salter also came in and said, uh, "Objection! Objection! True international depression." <laughs> <laughs> we can't say it, so it's good you can. <laughs> uh, Ripcord says uh, we need to fill Gitmo. We do. Amen. It's yeah, I'm, there. I'm, I second this. <laughs> I like salt came in with five bucks for Abby to drink. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Your eyes look like my favorite donuts glazed. Aww. So, it's, it's going Waffle good. Salter came in with 50 says Hunter is taking the pictures referring back to the Ukrainian stuff. Nice. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a link there. There's, there's a, link a connection. There, there is. <laughs> There Leonid, is. Leonid Zanevsky, what was his name? Leonid Rudvinsky. Mm, I want Vladimir to Zelensky? Look that up. Make that part of your lexicon. What about Vladimir Zelensky? One more we time, just so I'm not, because I'm a little slow. Leonid. Leonid Radvinsky. 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 It's in there now. Yeah, that's right. And I think we need to boycott OnlyFans and get it shut down, because I believe it's used for trafficking I've been boycotting since girls. And there's actually an FBI. <laughs> By the way, it. did you guys know that it, he's under FBI investigation? OnlyFans has been under FBI investigation since June exactly. of 2021. Exactly. That means protection, though, right? In this exactly. racket, in today's That's world, if they're means. investigating, it means they're yeah. protecting or setting right. up for a railroad. Like well, they, they protected can... Nasser. They can keep yeah. an investigation open indefinitely, so they're investigating uh, which means no one else gets to look into them because the FBI um, is. PJ, we can't comment on ongoing investigations. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> when anytime they ask anything, like, what right. about Epstein? Exactly. Um, we can't comment on any ongoing investigations. <laughs> oh, we, we burned down his island. Whoops. There goes the evidence. That was a mistake. Honest mistake. Ocean Breeze Salty came in with $2. Says pumpkin wine tonight. Cheers. I've okay. never heard of pumpkin wine. Legit Ocean Breeze Salty. No. Is it good, though? I'm curious because <laughs> there's some pumpkin beers that are fantastic. So I don't know. I'm not a wine drinker, but I traded a half a dozen eggs from the backyard with a lady at work, not at work, but she comes into the office. She enough. gave you pumpkin wine at the, she knows she brought in a, a loaf of pumpkin bread that she Whoa. made and she, cause she told pumpkin me she was bringing good. it. So I brought her some eggs and, a little surprise. Nice. So we're gonna see bartering. how that tastes like later. That. Yeah. I like uh -huh. the bartering system. We have yeah. to bring this yeah. back guys. When the phone's no longer work, my, 
yeah, trying to do that with my garden too. We grow too many zucchinis, so we usually trade them for like tomatoes and other things with like family members. So. Yeah, we would do that with our eggs as well. We would trade for stuff as well. Yeah, nice. of our eggs. Do. Uh, North like America it. Coffee Company, Rob says Radic or Radix. Explain the handle. He might not have been at the very beginning of the show. Frank, it's been two hours and you have not ever chosen which one to pronounce it. You choose, you do both every time. Radix, 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 Radix. It's also it's also North Arrow Coffee Everybody Company. What did I say? You said North America. So I'll just say this real quick. I'm going to pull a Kanye here. I'm going to pull a Kanye here. I'll let you finish. But first, North Arrow Coffee Company is the greatest coffee company known to man. If you go to northarrowcoffee.co and use code PJ10, you get 10% off your order. There you go. Maybe I should um, switch to North Arrow it, Coffee Company instead of Red Bull. If you use, if you use, yes. code, I'll, 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 I'll finish for Coffee's you, Abby. For if you, you use code Abby Ten, you get ten percent added to your your price. You want to use the code PJ Ten? <laughs> <laughs> That's the wage gap. That's the whole gender gap they talk about. Gender wage gap. Yeah, should be seventy three percent. I don't know how it works, but yeah. Yeah, uh, but the the handle is it's Latin for the root of truth, which is from a. Long, years ago on the internet <laughs> I picked it and I, it stayed with me uh, this question was for me I guess what did they say you were banned for tarred hate speech or ableist hate Oof. speech what <laughs> yes hate speech that's hate yeah. speech yeah. oh my gosh yeah, they, can't, tarred. they can't prove that the person's not retarded but they can prove that you meant it in a mean way uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah they know your intent they can read the, your mind the weirdest sorry go ahead I just was going to say to the person who put that there, uh, I like your handle, Ocean Breathe Salty, Modest Mouse. You love to see it. <laughs> so the the weirdest hate speech thing I ever got on a platform was saying that it was not racist for Tom Brady to win a Super Bowl during February. What? Considering every single f- Super Bowl ever is held in February, which is also Black History Month. Not oh, in the early. Right. Oh, the 70s, but you were. But the context was that January. the context was you were saying it was he's going to win it versus the black quarterback. All I said basically was that it was not racist for him to. Yeah, but that was the. <laughs> that was, so it was Kamala Harris Black niece. History Month at the same time. Is that's that the, what the other argument was. Joke? Okay. That's what that's the argument was. The shortest month of the year, right? Kamala. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a detective. We'll put this together. Kamala Harris's niece <laughs> said that it was racist for Tom Brady to beat a black quarterback during Black History Month. That's ridiculous. Pride, Pride Month, right? <laughs> Pride Month is a, a larger month than Black History. You just know where the uh, the victimhood status. Goes. Oh, it's absolutely. Yeah, yeah. but they don't have. Olympics. They have a lot of bronze statues going up around the country of George Floyd. I don't see like that too many of them of milk, Harvey Milk, or any yeah, of those yeah, other. Yeah, people. Yeah. Oh, we didn't know we have a warship that's Harvey Milk now. Okay, oh, yeah, but like, they give them a gay warship and send it out into the into the <laughs> Pacific where no one like, will see Harvey it. Harvey Milk I mean, thing's even worse because not only is he, not, it's not that he's a gay icon; it's that he's a pederast. Yes. Well, I mean, I didn't. You know, we were not going to go there. I mean, for no, George I'm Floyd wasn't there, like, a hero either. Thing. That exactly. wasn't the point. Sure, but my point is, like, the whole map thing is becoming like a, a, a protected oh, their class next step. now. Yeah, so we have a USS Milk, and he was a pedo. Gosh dang! I forgot about that story, but you're right. No, the yep. new our new flag is the pride flag, and then it's the American flag, and then it's the state flag. Did we see the new Microsoft pride flag? Because oh, we should do a it? whole segment on that. I have it. Oh, I pull thought I had that. Pull that. Pull that. Reality being shattered. That's what it looks like on screen. Yeah, Ocean Breeze Salty says, yep, not too many people know. It is MM, Modest Mouse. Yeah. Yeah. How yeah, we, we got a we have a smart guest here with us this week. No one, I no never, one puts that together with float on. 
That's okay though. <laughs> no, I, I actually got that with float on, but like I didn't I don't I don't listen to enough modest mouse to get the other reference. What? What's wrong with you? They're well, fine. He, I just never watches, listen to them a lot. He watches bros. That's what's wrong with him. Aww. <laughs> I've, always, I've always been a metalhead, I guess, maybe. So ah, okay. Yeah. You have try- Oh, here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. I got it. So here is the new uh, Pride flag uh, from Microsoft. Ridiculous. Yeah. I think it's what? So I like this. This legitimately, this if you guys don't remember this. This was a joke not that long ago. Someone actually made something almost like this as was a it joke. The Babylon B? I don't think it, I actually don't think it was. So the Babylon B did another. There's another man. I don't know. Maybe the Babylon Honestly, B did it looks this like one. a fifth graders binder. It looks like someone like did a bunch of <laughs> a construction like paper, joke. construction paper. And then it's like I took stickers and just slapped I them on like after I'm get a seizure because of it. Do you guys the, remember? Do you guys remember two months ago when there was that one where it was like a Parcheesi board or like a shuffleboard looking thing where it was like a triangle of the pride flag and then either side it was blue and yellow and it was like the Ukraine was added in the pride flag and then <laughs> no I'm not joking so that that part was a sat- that part was satire and then within a week someone made it legit and was like claiming it like someone within the I don't know LGBTQIDGAF community like made it a thing so <laughs> Yeah. Stop trying to make fetch a thing. It's not going to be a thing. <laughs> They're just mocking us at this point. <laughs> They're trolling us. They Aww. are. <laughs> well, I think it's just that they always have been. Now we're realizing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, goodness. Well, we have uh, reached the end of our show tonight with our fantastic guest that's been here. I'm going to give her a minute or two here so she can go ahead and tell you where she, you guys can find her. Make sure you go subscribe to her um, and all those links. If you can, um, PJ, if you can throw that up in the chat again, and I'll give her the main Aww, screen. How cute. Yeah, you can subscribe to my Substack. I'm pretty sure it's just radixverum.substack.com. And my YouTube channel is radixverum. On that YouTube channel, you should see my Liberty links. So you'll you'll find where I'm at on all kinds of other platforms. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. <laughs> nice, nice. And uh, what's your uh, big scope that you've been covering uh, on your channel lately? Oh, I have so many things going on. Um, I try to focus a lot lately on like the FBI because <laughs> I have like personal vendetta now about the Michigan thing and I'm going to destroy oh, yeah. them and I'm going to name them all. Every single one of them that was involved in the Michigan hoax from Charles Story, the man who signed off on a terrorism enterprise investigation, all the way down to people like Heinrich and Paula. They're all going to be named and shamed. So, but... I think the most important project I'm working on is the documentary on the Whitmer hoax. I'm working with Brandon Caserta, one of the guys who was acquitted. And um, I think it's important that we tell that story. They're now turning it into a TV show called The Michigan Plot with the people that made Ally McBeal an entourage. Mm. I'm surprised they didn't get the uh, director of uh, She-Hulk to go ahead and help. <laughs> I was say, they're yeah, trying they're to be worse in television. They'll be next. They'll be next. And they're going to try, I'm sure, to pretend that this was like actually a thing. It's too bad that they're up against the cops from making a murderer. <laughs> yeah. uh, Radix, uh, we would love to have you back on the podcast uh, in the future. So you are always welcome back. And especially Aww, once you. you get closer to finishing up your project, you like to come on and, and talk about it, promote it. We would love to have yeah. you on. To yeah, we need a new update that. immediately. Yeah. We need yeah. to know as soon as possible all the names. 
Yeah, we're going to name them. <laughs> yeah, I've so. Got, I've, it's, I don't even know how long this is. Oh, we've got another Michiganer. Yeah, okay. So um, I don't know how long it will take to finish. Uh, I want to get it done quickly, but it's such a massive. There's so many documents. I just got the transcripts yesterday, and it's like thousands of there's thousands of pages of documents to go through it all. I'm like literally one person working by myself. <laughs> That's it. So it probably will be six months to a year. <laughs> well, we're rooting it's for you. And it's, yeah. been, it's been fun to catch up with you and, uh, and to hear about it. So thanks again for coming out. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Absolutely. So we're going to head, get out of here for tonight. Thank you so much for everyone tuning in. Uh, don't forget to tip your waitresses and waiters. Uh, this was a fun night. Hopefully you guys will be joining us back here next Saturday when we have Chandler Crump will be joining us for the next uh, pubcast. But until then, I hope you guys have a great evening and forever all the host here. Uh, we'll see you guys next Saturday. Hope you guys have a fantastic week. I'll see you guys soon. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's get out of here. Uh, All right. Outro.